right, guys, light them up. It's uh, another fun-filled episode of the Cleveland Moto Podcast. And the reason nobody's opening the cans is because we've been pre-gaming pretty hard around here today. And you guys are watching. I do want to make it, kind of want to call attention to the fact that this particular podcast, what Steve has done is when he showed up, we were going to do our normal bullshit setup that we do. You know, the table that looks like a fucking octopus and microphones coming out of every goddamn orifice. And what really happened was we got this idea that to make it better for the uh, the video watchers, the people who, who watch it, because to make it more fun for people who might be stuck at home or, or anything, not just to give the quality for your ear holes, but the quality for your eye holes. Right. Right. And the quality for the assholes doesn't matter because we're all here. <laughs> you right. read my mind. I'm like, what about my asshole? <laughs> tasty, tasty eye holes. Yeah. So I think we're on episode three, 322 right now because 321 hasn't been dropped yet. Yeah, that's the one I was working on last night. Okay, right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. McDonald's is the world's largest purchaser I know, of bovine uh, ocular sockets. Right. I'll keep an eye out for you. I know we messed up, though. On <laughs> yeah. the last 320, I fixed it. we called it 319. We did, but I fixed it yeah. in uh, I fixed it in Buzzsprout. Okay. So anybody who goes and pulls it up, I did I did fix the batting order. So the one that is out there right now in podcast land, not that anybody fucking matters, but um, the St. Patrick's Day the actual one that we record on the day of St. Patty's Day. Um, it's up there now. It's out there. It's marinating. We've had, you know, 3,000 downloads of it already. Yay, you guys are kicking ass. But uh, Is that with the biker that crashes and burns? Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> that was so good. No, that was actually 319. That was before St. Patty's <laughs> oh, that Day. Was before it just be 319A and 319B. Well, so 319, <laughs> we kept calling it St. Patty's Day, but we got to remember St. Patty's Day fell on a Wednesday. So when we were outside on like the Thursday or Friday, those people were pre-gaming for St. Patty's Day. And that's why the drunk guy fell off his bike because he was pre-gaming for St. Patty's Day. And then the actual St. Patty's Day, we were inside. And the one we recorded last week that Steve's going to drop right quick is our first time with headphones. Yeah. And the audio sounds really good. It so, does. Yeah. It's, so like I figured after all this time that we have good enough content, we should right. probably make it sound as good as we can. And we've been doing this over the years and whatever, but now it's like, now it's my obsession. Like, I mean, so. it feels like you're laying in bed beside me right now. Like, you're just like <laughs> this is like all, it's pillow talk. In my ears, right where you should be. Are you the big spoon or the little spoon? Oh, <laughs> well, wait, I didn't even, I don't even need to say don't that. Don't even need to answer that question. <laughs> I think the answer is fairly obvious. But how many bovine thermal units would that generate? <laughs> bovine thermal units. Not, Briti- not the British kind, no. The Mucon. Extra methane. Yeah. So well, to my after many beers, my bovine units go Go up. way up, yeah. That's it. So to my immediate left. Uh, me, Steve, Sleepy. Exactly. And so I do want to say, since we're here, our soundboard has now... We're on version 2.0 of soundboard. Right, right. Right. So we've gone from the first soundboard, which was kind of epic because we could just stick a card in it and yep. run. Right. But we couldn't control actual post editing of channels. No, because it was it was it was summing everything into two channels. Correct. Um so and, it was literally preserving garbage. And so like the whole podcast, if you noticed, I was writing things yeah. and when John and those guys like oh. And it's fun, and it sounded great, right. but this, this enables us to do post. Right, and we finally succumbed to the rule of podcasting, which is, okay, now this is, by the way, our 11th year doing this. So it took us 11 years to buy $60 worth of headphones, right. <laughs> <laughs> which is what most podcasts do day one, right? right? So but, it took us 11 years and 322 podcasts to get headphones. But also technology. So like to do this, 
the way I'd like to, you'd have to have a computer right. and then an interface and all this stuff. And it becomes a big pain in the dick because you actually have to run a store here the rest of the week. We do. This all has to get put away. Right. Right. So now that technology has surpassed it, something that five years ago cost $80 billion right. is now not $80 billion. No, you traded like a microphone <laughs> and, so, and a handy in the alley right. for that board. <laughs> it was embarrassing. I had to pinch the nipples too, so it kind of yeah. sucked. But. Was, yeah. <laughs> I see we spilled over to a second table only to have a light showing. Yeah, well, the, the <laughs> idea was... The last podcast we could have used. We yeah. legit, we didn't need to do the second table at all. It didn't have to happen uh, because, but once you get a good idea, like once you start labeling things, you're like, let's just build it out. So let's build it out and let's see what we could look like if we had eight people here. Right. And because we know that's kind of the most we would ever carry. But so the big white table, yeah, that's that's for, you know, expansion right now. See, so what you should do yeah. is do like a van bed with these tables and ah. just raise it right into the ceiling. Yeah. So we'd always <laughs> talked about doing it like an HO train set. When we were kids, the HO train set hung from the ceiling in the basement on chains. And when you wanted to play with the HO train set, dad would come down and he'd, you know, undo the chains and you'd play your trains and then put them back up again. You know, we had a small house, you know, but <laughs> the, uh, not a lot of room for train sets in my house, but you know, a couple four by eight sheets of plywood, you got yourself the world's greatest train set ever. Right. So, uh, so Steve, yeah, we do want to thank Steve for doing this because believe it or not, he does have an actual job, but the funny thing for too now. is yeah, <laughs> for now, for now, but it is funny because watching Oscar get involved and Oscar was like, okay, well we're going to do this and we're going to, you know, we're going to, we definitely need to have the headphones and making so we all have control over our volumes of right, our, right. our skulls and shit. So that's really cool. I'm so happy with that. So impressed with ourselves. Uh, pat on the back for all of us. Great. Um, mutual handies all around. To his left. Dan Kropke. Dan, Dan brought with him today. We're going to cover this later in our section on electronics, uh, vintage electronics, going back to literally the stone ages of the very first time electrons were joined with fire. So, But he's brought a handful of... Uh, questions and answers so pretty excited about that and he's also brought for our bourbon segment i'm i'm gotta say super happy <laughs> that segment. we've been able to be blessed with dan being here because our podcast listeners are drinking better as a result of this we're gonna have bourbon training as well to his left steve hoffert with a voice that sounds like melted brie I mean, he's, he's like that guy. Remember the guy they found at the side of the road? Yes, he was homeless. Yeah, and he was a basketball announcer yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he yeah. just had the golden pipes. The golden pipes. Yeah. So Steve, <laughs> Steve, honestly, the podcast listeners don't know, but today is the first of April, and we got seventeen inches of partly cloudy. <laughs> like we got fucked today. Did you ride a motorcycle today? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a that's a good test. But I do see you're wearing shorts, so I, I wanted to ride tonight. Yeah. But to prove a point. Yeah, because I, I can't see coming to a pod a motorcycle podcast in a ve- like a four wheeled vehicle. Right. But it just wasn't happening for me today, and and my wife didn't want me to ride. She's she she was saying black ice and yeah, she's and, not wrong. Yeah. Just to clarify that statement for Steve, you're all pussies. <laughs> you don't ride your bike to the podcast, you're a pussy. And I'm the pussy tonight. But Steve, what it. did you drive tonight? Because podcast listeners also do have picked up on the weird vehicle thing. Oh, I, I rode the high ace. <laughs> describe, what a, the high ace. describe what a high ace is to the, the podcast listeners so they understand what it is. If you ever watched Lost in Space... It's the moon buggy from Lost in Space. Jupiter 2? It's a uh, right-hand drive, uh, f- 
all-wheel drive, or not all-wheel drive, four-wheel four drive wheel. with uh, uh, manual locking front wheels. Yeah. It's um, Which you can reach by reaching by opening the door and reaching, reaching down, down without having to get out. It's we, uh, we that's that brilliant. Ohio, a yeah. 2.8 liter, 95 horsepower diesel made it to a five-speed Dual manual. Range, yeah. yeah, dual, <laughs> <laughs> dual range manual transmission, and I love that vehicle. And, and it's uh, every time I see it, it makes me super happy. And there's a guy on Lake Road that has your the the twin deers, so he lives in Bay Village on Lake Road. So every time I drive by and I see it, it's the same color scheme too. It's the silver over blue color scheme. So every time I see that vehicle, I'm like, oh shit, it's Steve's twin. And that's one of those things that I bought that thing for myself. I have not had another one like it since, but I bought it for myself. But the look on Steve's face the first time he saw it, and we went for our like nine up test ride to make sure that the tires didn't rub once I jacked it up. <laughs> so I jacked it, jacked it up and put big tires on it. We had to test it. So all of us, like the whole podcast. There was over a ton of meat in there. Oh, yeah. It was all of us. Johnny Chrome was there. Renee was there. We were fully laden, and we were going over parking obstacles in the Walgreens parking lot, like up and down terrain features and landscaping and shit, and it didn't rub. It's like amazing it didn't rub. And then it got tested at Mid-Ohio, so that means it can pull vehicles out of the mud. It can run the AC at maximum volume, even when it's 120 it's degrees ice out. cold, too. It's amazing. I like the video of it single-handedly pulling my RV out at Bruce's house. <laughs> Look, there is there are very few places in the world that a Toyota Hiace 4x4 can't go, and for that, you need a rental car. <laughs> yeah, it is truly an unbelievably unstoppable minivan. It's so cool. It's, it's got a better angle of attack than... Uh, any Jeep. Any Jeep in the world. Yeah, you can literally pull up to a wall and just climb it. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's no front end to it at all. You're sitting over the you're front. Literally like, you're, you're sitting over the front tires. If you can <laughs> visualize your feet and you know where your feet are, that's where your front bumper is because your legs, your knees are the crumple zone. Yeah, it's a very safe vehicle too. I don't know why they didn't catch on over here. I think I heard a hot hatch pull in. I did too. Yeah, I think there was something out there with a, a, a turbo just pulled in. Yeah, so we'll, we'll go open the door for Nick, young Nick, and we'll set him up. You know, he needs a chair. Um, we'll get it. We'll get yeah, well, there's actually a rolling chair right there. So the so I've been buying a lot of these Japanese vehicles, but they're stuck. They're not, they haven't arrived yet due to the shipping woes, lightly. Evergreen. Un, understatement of the century. It's ever given, evergreen, and we are in bad trouble for all the shit. Um, zero electric motorcycles has got i think between 90 and 100 bikes on the assembly line and they're stopped right now because they're waiting for parts that are in a ship that is in that log jam or was in that log jam so they're delayed dramatically do they clear the stoppage yeah they did they did they they, they, they popped the plug did they get two hillbillies and dodge rams and daisy chain them together and yank on the stern there is no reason that any one of us who's ever been to band camp wouldn't have been able to free that vessel with tractors that were on site Right. Yeah, like the one guy with the do- with the with the Ford Digger, the one guy with the John Deere Digger who was like out there working on that shit. Yeah. I s- saw that somebody said that that Digger is up for sale right now. Famous, famous, world famous Digger. So I mean, fucking cool. But honestly, if you have that situation, if that can happen in your canal, if the Suez Corporation didn't acknowledge that that's a problem, they should have. Right. Well, the problem yeah. too is that I'm waiting for four shipping containers for the for the compound, and I cannot get no any shipping containers. And anyone you buy now is 
three times the cost of what it was when I bought the first two. It it really is. It's out of control right now. The dollar amount on anything in the shipping industry and the shipping itself. So the people that used to quote me to ship stuff around are charging me two and three times what they used to to move a motorcycle cross country, etc. Here's another weird one. I bet you didn't know that the rental car industry is screwed. So these rental car industries, when they when these companies got in, you know, our enterprise just a few doors down here, they went out of business. They're locked up, closed down. A, one of my t- customers here said, yeah, he goes, renting a car is like two, three times as ex- expensive as it used to be because these car rental places sold off their inventory. So when people weren't renting cars, they were like, well, we can't just have this asset. You know, they're paying on these cars. They're paying interest on these cars. Or like that one that burnt up and burnt 3,500 cars or something like that. Oh, my God, man. Took a big chunk out. Took a big chunk out. Well, I guess what they're doing is these car rental companies sold off all their inventory, but now things are moving again. They got to buy in more inventory. Guess who doesn't have cars to sell? Car dealerships. There's a dramatic shortage of stuff right now. So people are paying for the privilege of being able to buy damn near anything. Plus the cost of a new car is up 10% over last year. Mm. Yeah, and I, I attribute that mostly to the cost of lumber. I wonder how rent a wreck is doing. <laughs> Isn't rent a wreck a place that just rents you some old piece of shit car for next? I I'm proud to say I've achieved a level in my life where I'm no longer renting from rent a wreck. You're not buying from JB no. Bri- by Rider. Not really. No, I'm not taking the chance on somebody else's insurance claim. I want to know how that uh, like that Airbnb of motorcycles is doing when you've seen people that just come in and rent things or or yeah. test drive them, etc. You know. It's always been an issue. So, and what we're talking about is Twisted Road, and we're talking about, um, yeah, we're talking about these things. And it changed your name to Twisted Metal. Twisted, <laughs> and twisted into the ground. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and the guys, the guys at Twisted Road, uh, they do an excellent job. And all the companies that are doing motorcycle rental, including Eagle Rider, yeah, because there's been a lot more domestic travel, domestic vacations, domestic stuff like that, and. It's really, I mean, I got to say, it's it's got to be based on the people that have the thing want to rent it. And I'm Rider Share, Eagle Rider, and Twisted Road. These are the people who are dominant in that industry. And we have a contract, like we're set up with Twisted Road, and I absolutely love it because when somebody wants to come in and, you know, ride a zero, because they want might want to buy one, it's great because we know we got a Versys over there that's got, you know, several hundred dollars worth of damage to it because of a test ride. Last year, we had a guy try to throw a zero S into a gas station. Ironically, I guess. Um, <laughs> right. You know, take that. Um, but you know, he, he walked away. He didn't pay his bills. He didn't compensate us for the damage he did to our vehicle. Had that been a rental, then of course it would have been taken care of. So yeah, that's a big deal. So yeah. And then to his left, Mouthful of food. Oh, ASMR right up the ear holes. Oh, it's like the sound of a large bull licking his own testicles. I can pan that back and forth and make it sexy now. (laughs) (laughs) If you're listening to this podcast in stereo, stereo, stereo. Yeah. Um, Johnny Mac. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Mac. And so we got to say, Steve, now that he's well into his probationary period working for you, is there any chance we're going to show him the door? Let us know first. You know, come on. Well, he seems to be spending money like it's going out of style. <laughs> what are you talking about? 
he's literally spending the city's money. <laughs> Gave him an expense account. I'm now, not the one. Nick's the one who spends money. It's oh, like, wait a second. Wait, there's oh, a daily dalliance. It's like, oh, we got to make a trip. Where are we going to go spend money today? Oh, well, you mean the Worth truck hasn't showed up yet? Nah. <laughs> But, oh, I don't suggest Harbor Freight Tools. We don't buy Harbor Freight Tools here. Oh, oh really? Oh, hold on. Wait for the Snap-on truck to show up. <laughs> <laughs> all Milwaukee. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Makita. Mm. It's all got to be good quality stuff. That's fine, yeah. I don't like those. Um, so they buy these from, what's that company? Uh, the Fastener Company. Fastenal. Fastenal. Well, it's not Fastenal. It's, it's one of, like one of those companies like Fastenal. Or, or, McMa- McMaster Car. Granger. No, no there's a bunch of them out in Oberlin, and I can't remember. I, we just went down but there. But anyway, they have the most annoying ratchet that I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Okay, so it. instead of having, the, it's a, it's a three-ace ratchet, like a standard size ratchet. Instead of having a little lever so that when you're you're tightening something or loosening something, you just flip it with your thumb and you yeah. can tighten or loosen. You have to take the socket off. You push the the uh, head through the ratchet to the other side, oh. and then you put oh. the socket on it on the other side, and then it's it's the opposite ratchet. Yeah, that's stupid. it's the most annoying ratchet I've ever seen, and I'm going to melt that thing down. <laughs> into a little tiny pile of metal. Yeah, they well, probably saved ten cents building it. Back right. There's well, there's no switching mechanism. Right. So well, yeah. Nick just bought the gearless ratchets, and I'm like, this is no good. I can't have this. They're good quality. What is a gearless ratchet? No. no it has no ratchet. It's a friction. No ratchet. They do, nah. It just it just. Oh no! It no. has an infinite I mean, number of sure steps. They're yeah. super high quality and everything, but I'm like, no, I can't live with this. No. I don't like this. If I can't read, I, I got to hear it. You know? Maybe if you're like 12 and it's the first ratchet you've ever used and you learn on that, it's okay. But yeah, no, I need that click. There, I've got a couple of ratchets that are the gearless ratchets and they're infinite. So there are no stop points. Nope. So you can start and stop it no matter how close your clearance is. Yep. So like, you know, we always used to, med- no, getting into fucking AVE tool time over here. <laughs> but we used to measure the cromulence of a, a, a ratchet handle based on how many clicks you could have so that you'd be in that position where you only had like a workspace of like four inches, right? Absolutely. And so you'd be in there and your knuckles would be hitting on both sides, but you weren't getting a full tick out of it. They're brilliant, but I don't care. And that's the thing. And the idea is they're supposed to lock up with just as much torque and authority and sometimes, in fact, more than those little tiny paws inside. If you ever take it a ratchet apart, which is fun, uh, you take them apart and you realize how I've they work. I've never taken it apart. They've just come apart. <laughs> <laughs> they they just, don't work so well as a hammer. <laughs> they arrive that way. Yeah. So it is very funny. It's like when you look at those things and you're like, oh, shit, how does it work inside? You realize there's a lot more meat sinking up in a ratchetless uh, handle then there isn't a traditional ratchet handle. So but is you, there a concentric in there or something? Yeah, there is. Yeah, that's exactly right. So the way that they operate is that when you're turning it one way, it's very much like a pipe wrench, you know? So as the force gets loaded into it, the thing moves into a point where you have much more surface area pushing against the object. I would say it's more yeah. like a starter sprag clutch. It is more like a starter sprag clutch. Yeah. It just, as yeah. soon as you try to turn it the wrong way, it, it locks up. Exactly. It loosens up. So that's a, that's an interesting thing. But yeah, if you're if John is spending too much money. What did you mean? Like clarify that station statement. <laughs> how, how am I spending too much money? I think I'm paying you too much. Oh God! Oh well. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought he. I thought he was. Wow. I thought he was. Damn. Go- 
I'm not saying he's spending the city's money. I'm saying he's spending <laughs> the own money he's getting from the city. Yeah. So maybe I should okay. ratchet that right. down a little bit. That is what I thought you meant. Uh, <laughs> if you're talking about the money I've spent on Reach's recent purchases, none of that. We're going to cover that later. None of that came <laughs> yeah. from the city. We're going to cover that in a second. Be clear about that. Look, how he spends his stimulus check is entirely how he wants <laughs> well, to stimulate himself. None and of that came you, from a stimulus check either. And what about lunch now? What about lunch? What the fuck? How much did you spend on pizza yesterday? <laughs> how much did you spend on pizza yesterday, mister? I'm on a keto diet. Uh, <laughs> pizza was keto. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was a keto pizza. It was literally just it was a, a, a cauliflower I mean, pizza. It was a giant salami. Yeah, that, the hog, one giant salami. The hog heaven pizza was very keto. Very keto. <laughs> he just spit the bread out individually. <laughs> and, to, and to John's left... Uh, there's a blue motorcycle, and then there's Nick DeVito. Hey, Nick DeVito's here. Fan, I'm so glad you made it out, man. Me too. Yeah, that's... Almost didn't. What it's happened? The weather. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> no fucking shit. Yeah, was it bad coming in from the acorn? No, nah, it wasn't. Okay. Because <laughs> not joking, this morning when I was on my way to work, you know, people understand we run this empire, but I have to be <laughs> at work at the crack of 11. So I had uh, I'd rolled out crack of 11. at the ass crack of 11. Yeah, and that's the, the, that's the early 11, not the late 11. So it's the bad 11, not the good 11. But so when the I rolled bad out. 11. <laughs> there is no bad 11, except the late Again, one for me. Right, yeah that's when I'm just getting started. So that's like my good 11. But I'm coming into work this morning and I went to get on Interstate 90 and it was just a parking lot. And my house, you could kind of see little green hairs of grass showing through. We got an April 1st snowstorm here, which I will say, if you live in Cleveland, you'll know that that's not entirely unnatural. Like when you go back into your Facebook feed and it says, you know, 12 years ago today, I was shoveling snow, mm -hmm. you know, or whatever. Fuck Cleveland. But today was particularly bad because the traffic, it, it was sheet ice everywhere. The, the temperature dropped fast right after a rain. And the freeway did look like a fucking dodgem. It was insane how many vehicles were pointing the wrong way. Yeah, I, I wrote, well, I drove out to Austintown this morning. I, there's an RC track out there. So I was doing some practicing and uh, just the entire way there was you know, low visibility. Yeah. It's, it was crazy. And then the entire way, it was clear. And then yep. the entire way back, low visibility again. It was like off and on all we day. We kept looking out the front windows of the shop and it would go from being like, oh, sunny out. And then you'd look again and you'd be like, oh, fuck, sideways Millennium Falcon snowstorm. Yeah. And it was insane how much the, the weather would change throughout the course of the day because it is angry. It's fighting itself right now. It wants to be spring, but it also wants to be a blizzard apparently. Mm-hmm. But wow, holy shit, was it weird. So today I, today I have a, a pretty big announcement. So today marks the 11th year of my long-term prank. So 11 years ago, I had my first date with my wife, and I was in shape. I had no beard. <laughs> I had a good hairstyle. I looked pretty good. And so I locked her in, and then 11 years later today, I said, ha, ha, ha. And ah, she didn't ah. get it, but I was like, this is 11 years that I've worked on this prank, and now you're stuck with this yeah, after yeah. 11 years. <laughs> Wait, you Way got married on April Fool's Day? No, we, our first date. This oh, is our first, first date. Uh, so and, I started off a completely different person. Now 11 years later, I'm this. 
And so I mean, today I went, ha-ha. I don't know if you've ever met Cinch's wife, Amy, no. but, I mean, she is totally hot. I mean, Again. from the moment I met her, I put it right in the spank bank. And I like, know. She, it's she like, keeps wow. asking when we're going to go on another vacation with you guys, dude. I, I mean, I'm ready. Oh, believe me, I'm ready. No. <laughs> As they said on Letterkenny, McMurray, your wife's a total fucking dime, you know? <laughs> And it's it's absolutely. I mean, this is true. You 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 locked that in eleven years ago. Yeah, and then well she has to played. Deal with this. Yeah, now you well can start played. letting yourself go. <laughs> <laughs> our our buddy Joe Howard used to say that he got his wife like they started dating when they were like fifteen or sixteen years old, and he said he got her cheap when she was in the minors. <laughs> 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 yeah, there you go, Joe. So the uh, her up off the farm team. Yeah, How, how's he it. doing? Is he doing all right? He's doing great. It's, his posts look good. Bike is not good. So yeah. that's the um, you know that's you, know, you if you listen to the podcast, you know our friend Joe Howard was hit uh, riding his Stella, not just any Stella, but a Stella that was on stage during the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame invocation of or induct indoctrination or induction induction that's induction. the word induction. induction the induction of the Who. Oh wow! So yeah. when the Who got put in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they did a whole quadrophenia thing, and Joe's bike was on stage. And it was uh, sat upon by uh, Stephen Van Zant, who did the giving away. He gave away the uh, the award and, and the thing, and it turned into a giant jam session. It was pretty awesome. And Joe's bike was on stage with you know all of its quadrophenia mirrors and all of its splendor. Uh, and he had no idea I was doing that. It was one of those things. I was like, yeah, we're just gonna. You know, borrow your bike. If it's okay, we got we got a client who just needs to borrow your bike for something. And then we got tickets for the thing because Terry Stewart is the former CEO of the Rock Hall. He used to take really good care of us. And he would borrow bikes from us from time to time or we would use a bike for a raffle or to generate some money for the Rock Hall. And he always looked after us. And I mean, we got invited to all kinds of cool shit. But it was really fun to look up on the stage and see this baby blue Stella sitting there with all these mirrors and lights and shit on it. And then Peter Townsend coming up. And, you know, it it was just fucking awesome, man. I mean, they are kind of responsible. I mean, not particularly, but they brought to light the scooter culture. Oh, the Quadrophenia movie as a whole, it's one of those things for people who are devotees. You know, those of us who love scooters and love them in, in... unnatural way we've watched that movie way too many times and but there is a story there and that story is kind of the mods versus rockers culture so even if you're into old motorcycles watch quadrophenia Mm -hmm. because it is it's equally the mods but it's also the rockers and it's two friends that were divided because one of them was a mod and one of them was a rocker and then they smashed the shit out of each other on the beach in brighton (laughs) yay and and jimmy had sex in the alley so it was good, you know, good entertainment for being British and all. So, yeah, fucking good times. Uh, so tonight, we're going to cover a lot of topics. One of our podcast listeners came into the shop, as sometimes they do. We have podcast <laughs> listeners all over the world. Um, shocking to me where these podcast listeners come to, come from sometimes. Uh, it's not where we think. Like, we, we kind of have some things about, like, well, where do we think our podcast listeners come from, right? You know, obviously, here. I yeah. always imagined them from far off exotic places, <laughs> Yugoslavia and Russia. A lot of women too, not dudes. Oh, yeah. Clearly, a yeah. lot of women. Yeah, that's that's clearly a lot of women. Uh, I will tell you guys just so Myanmar. you know, Myanmar. Uh, yeah, clearly our 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 listenership by ladies is uh, well. 
less than 1%. So, so, you know, outlaw bikers and female listeners to our podcast have a lot in common. They can both put rockers on their jacket. So you're, you're the new moto stories where yeah. you and your wife are on. Yeah. yeah. We gained like 7% female lady. Watchers. Oh, get the fuck oh, yeah. out of here. Yeah, that dragged all the ladies out. man. Steve, wow. if you haven't been watching moto stories with Unky Phil, we've been revealing things about people we know that we probably shouldn't <laughs> be revealing. Um, you don't watch it for me droning on about some shit I did in my life. You watch it for the people who get a microphone in their face and say too much, John. And <laughs> John is. My wife's taking it. She's like sending it to all of her friends. I'm like, oh, oh no. shouldn't be doing that. No, but and if, her friends are like, you know, he's talking about a girl that he gave a ride on the bike and everything. And then I'm like, man, eh, it was very innocent. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, if you're a listener of this podcast and you've stuck with this crack of shit for 11 you know, years. he's talking about a girl showing him his dick. I'm like, ah. No, she didn't. So you're okay. She didn't because no, I fucked that You just showed your dick. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, I was nearly a bad husband. Oh, it's a good thing I'm awkward. You got the right one. He can't help himself. He can't. There's no way he's going to. You know, I'm going to marry this guy. He can't seal the deal. The, uh, but not joking, like Moto Stories, Steve, Steve and Fernando have been able to put us in a situation where if you listen to the podcast, you need to watch Moto Stories, especially the one with John and the pirate hat. <laughs> because, because just like episode 151, I'm going to assure you that episode 151 of the famous Chocolate Thunder and White Lightning. Wait, was that really episode 151? It was. <laughs> that is so apropos. Isn't that not apropos? <laughs> I tell you, it's episode 151. That's Chocolate Thunder and White Lightning. Uh, that was the best one. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> this podcast should just be called Fucking with John. But uh, but the Moto Stories Wind thing. Wind them up and watch them go. That's exactly it. <laughs> Well, things are slowing down around the camp. Well, brown liquor that way. <laughs> yeah. You really got to try this. This is like some... <laughs> you know, you know, John, I'm just going to make you another drink. That's it. I always like the ones that start off with those two going, we're not drinking tonight. We're yeah. Like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, and then crap. This is going to be a good podcast. I love it. Because this is what happens at our podcast, invariably, is... John and Steve will sometimes say, I'm not drinking tonight. And then Kromke will show up with a box of liquid fireworks. And it is, it is truly what, that's what happens. Well, you know, I don't care if you've, if you've never had one of these before. And we'll talk about this in a minute. But, you know, this is what happens. It's crazy. So, no shit. Our listenership, our listenership in the United States is 76% of our listenership, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, in the past, you know, X number of days, whatever, you know, that's what it is. Last uh, last episode. Let's go last episode. So last episode, 75% United States. Who do you think is number two geographically? The Germans? No, our friendly neighbors to the north. Yeah. America's hat. Yep. You fucking maple bandits, you. The one hat we tell not to fuck off. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I really, the other day I was thinking I need to make a trip up to Canada. Let's hey, open the fucking can. border, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, I'm. Um, it's wait, I the DJs from annual, the north. <laughs> I used to make an annual pilgrimage up there. Yeah. And it's been many years. Since we got to go. There. I'm like, I need a trip to Canada. And we have so many Canada. friends in Canada that you know. Here's the rule: once we get this shit opened up, we should take a Cleveland moto trip north yeah. because we have all kinds of friends in the sort of like 
Ontario, Brampton, you know, uh, Guelph kind of area that we could just have a, a good evening out or maybe just rent a little spot at the Pinery or something and, and eat some pickerel and do what they do up there in Ontario land. We'll and go most, to the beer store. And most of the Canadians I know are kind of freaky. Like they're Pick like, up a two-four. They're pretty cool. They're all amazing. Yeah. What about oh when we were at Porco? Yeah. And those guys thought I was a uh, heroin dealer or something. <laughs> those three Canadians are like, hey, can you sell us some meth? Yeah. Can you sell us some LSD? Can you sell us some, you know, whatever? Those like, guys were from Canada, and honestly, you were the most ethnic thing they had ever seen yeah. with, your, your, with your Lebanese background. Well, they were infatuated with the African-American ladies. They were. You remember, they oh, were yeah, like they were. enthralled with them. Oh, no, they were just like, I'm going to go talk to a black person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it yeah, was a big yeah, deal. Yeah, but those guys, honestly, those guys were pretty squeaky Canadian, though. No, they oh, were yeah. cool. I mean, they yeah. were very cool, yeah. but I, I don't see how I come off as being like a meth dealer. Of all of us, you were the quirkiest <laughs> of the people there. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. will never miss the opportunity to talk to an African-American woman. <laughs> I enjoy it. You know, we need you to be, John, we need you to be a little less white, okay? So, uh, I'll do my best. So then the next, our next, uh, our next victims were from Australia. Ah, huh? fair enough. Uh, but it can is funny. Can we, can we take Go ahead. a trip to Australia, please? At some, at some point. Can we? Well, I mean, if, if we can, if there's it's no, not financially fucking advisable. I was about to say, if there's yeah. an Australian company or something that would love to bring this mob mm. of people oh, over fuck yeah we will do anything to make that okay. happen here's what it is i'm gonna tell you right now if you're in the land of oz okay if you and, and you know what new zealand counts too yes okay well so, they, you don't want to say that between them. no i understand yeah, but right, but yeah. the point being i'm i'm just gonna throw it out there because right. once we get to one we can pay to get to the other one true right true, you know true. it's like a shuttle boat it's not not a big deal <laughs> you could swim it's no big deal. Right? <laughs> I've looked at it on a map. It's frightening. But anywho, I do feel like... a good time, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where it is. They, they bought it. I mean, it is way closer to get from Tunisia, which is, you know, fucking straight up Africa, to get from Africa to any part of Germany than to get from New Zealand to Sydney. Right? I mean, that's right. to give you an idea of the distances. So, I going to throw this out yep. if any company in australia or any event in australia posty bike challenge um if any of you feel like you need to sauce it up to spice it up oh, just a little bring the sauce. you just need to bring a little bit more well let's just put it what it is ct125 launch america's taking it in the nuts if you want to have us be like you know japanese sometime will hire americans yeah you know mushy yep, yep. mushy or whatever like they'll hire us to do stupid things. they'll hire us to just be americans and I'm, basically I'm totally into that you're fucking <laughs> look, dude look totally I, honestly <laughs> in in japan i am godzilla godzilla right? <laughs> right here yeah so not even joking around but in australia we would have to work a little harder to to earn that so, but I think we can do it. I think we can turn it up to that level. So, if you're an Australian company, you need to have some U.S. representation there. Maybe if we're just watching the Australian version of Top Gear, or, and you need to have an American team to make fun of, I'm yep. your bitch. Oh, or 100%. even like they have they have those giant yeah. burnout where the the cars are just made to like burn tires off in three okay. seconds, like yeah. eight thousand horsepower good fucking enough. turbo things. Yeah, yeah. We can announce that and do very good at that job. I'm just saying. We all have excellent voices for radio. Well, you know, we've yeah. all and seen faces. the we've all seen the you know the British guy announcing whatever you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake! You know, right. Aussie man reviews. Aussie man reviews. Exactly. We'll do the American man yeah. reviews. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I promise it'll be priceless. It'll be wonderful. <laughs> it will be wonderful. The uh, so it is shocking how many, um, how many listeners. So after North America, after you know the U.S. of A. and the Canada, our hat. Oh, he just snagged his nuts on his seat. <laughs> Dude, I think there's going to be some swelling there. Jim, what do you think? I think he's going to have to go to the hospital because I think, oh, well, that's just Well, a, yeah, we don't have health care. Get so. that man a bag of frozen peas. That's it. Right you are, Kenny. <laughs> the, uh, who's going to be Guy LaDouche? I want to be Guy LaDouche. And if these references are getting more extreme or more obscure every day. So would you like to guess our next country after the United States... Canada and Australia. Well, what were our podcast topics? This is the history of our podcast. We're going to get to that. Okay. But I'm just going to talk about our podcast has to reach. We have a reach. And would you believe that it's the Filipinos? Huh. Really? Or, or as I like to say, the wily Filipinos. Maybe because of scooters? I don't know. It must no, be something. it's because of that guy you met in Vegas. It is the guy I met in Vegas. Mm. I met a guy in Vegas who straight up had a beautiful BMW jacket on, a dead sexy wife, and we shared a helicopter for the day. So we shared a helicopter as for the day, do. as you do, Gangnam style. And it was, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, we we used the helicopter to get down in the bottom of the Grand Canyon. So we went in a helicopter down to the bottom of the Grand Canyon, where they put us on a military class aluminum or stainless steel jet boat that was just fucking sick. It was those like fifteen hundred cool. horsepower. Yes. And so they put us on one of those, and then we fought the Colorado River. Um, on Native American property, which you and can do. One. And one, exactly. <laughs> and it was, uh, here's my impression of going to the bottom of the Grand Canyon in a helicopter, getting off the helicopter, and getting on a 1,500 horsepower jet boat. It's like this. That was cool. That was great. That's great. And we're going to get on that. That's idling at 4,000 RPM. Yeah, it's got to hold its place in the river. Get on real quick. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, shouldn't there be like nine people holding that boat against the dock? No, no. It's cool. I got this. And you're like, shit. No, I don't know. This this can't possibly be safe. Send it now. It's okay. This is run. Get on the boat. This is a Native American operation. We're only required to have one person here. There's no OSHA on that reservation. Oh, shit. Jump on the boat. Jump Jump, on the boat. So we jumped on the boat. Jump now. And once the last person jumped on the boat, the boat made this sound. (laughs) For about the next hour and a half. (laughs) And for an hour and a half, that boat was not blessed below what we like to call tactical operational speed <laughs> that boat could have done anything on the planet and all it did was fight the colorado river <laughs> through the sexy parts of the grand canyon it was going up the rapids i love the fact that the guy driving the boat again one man operation one man 1500 horsepower boat we have pictures he would step away from the helm invite you to go forward to the front of the boat where he would take a beautiful picture of you with the the both sides of the Grand Canyon in the background. While he was driving? No, no, while he stepped away from the helm. Oh. <laughs> the boat was driving itself. It was it had a bungee cord. It had a bungee like, cord. <laughs> so the bungee cord went from the throttle to the steering wheel. Right. To the to the thing. And so he would literally whap, and when it got like right where he wanted it in the river, he does this a lot. He could tell you in one of nine languages to get to the front of the boat so he could take your, so he'd grab your phone, put you at the front of the boat, and then you and your loved one at the front of the boat would take your very last picture with the Grand Canyon behind you, and then he would jump back, grab the wheel, and move the boat over a little deeper in the river <laughs> to a safer spot, and then he would organize the next persons to go forward and take their picture. And this was amazing, and I was watching this going, this guy's a fucking artist. <laughs> he had four teeth in his head. Meth is strong, like legit meth 
this guy was this guy was the poster child for meth. But again, this is not in the national park. This is not in the American United States of America national park system. This is on the I can't say it right. Wapea. Well, I can't do it. Wapea Native American Reservation. Look at I'm sorry, guys. I, I fucking love you, but I fucked your name up. Hulapai, Hulapai, maybe Hulapai. So anyway, he's there, and I was like, "Well, shit! How did you get this job?" Because we're all tipping him with hundreds, mm-hmm. because he's giving us the greatest adventure of our lives. Because it's terrifying, and he's like, "Well, you know, you know, I live on a res, so you know, the, the job's open." And I was like, "But excuse me, I can tell that your national origin is Dutch." <laughs> and he goes, 16th Cherokee." And I went, okay. I got to get on fucking 23 and me because right. this is an amazing job you got going on here. So I, he lives in a trailer and every day they bus him in with a bunch of other people and they run this res- this thing and they got a whole like walkway over the fucking Grand Canyon made out of plexiglass and you watch the Asian people get out there and get on their hands and knees because they just freak out. <laughs> right. They can't walk on this elevated glass platform. That it's would amazing. be me. I can't you don't do like it? Oh, dude. Yeah, I guess it just rains cell phones at the bottom of it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like eleven hundred feet or some oh, shit. Okay. And I guess at the bottom there's like all these things like talking about like don't take your don't take a selfie and shit because I guess it just rains cell phones at the bottom. They actually had to raise it up a hundred feet because of the pile of cell phones. <laughs> it's filling up with cell phones. <laughs> you know, it might be a it might be a it might be a sacred preserve, but it's quickly filling up with lead acid when batteries and lithium. It, when we uh, built it, it was at nine hundred and sixty five feet. Yes. Now we're down to seven hundred and twenty five. <laughs> But there's still 473 Nokias down there that work perfectly. Right. Yeah. That's like you can West still get Virginia. signal on those. When when you when you drive through West Virginia and you go by the river that goes through it, there's all these like single wides that are yeah. parked by the river. Yeah. And there's like a tiny little porch that's in front of the door, and then next to it is usually like a 12 foot tall thing of Coors Light cans. Yes. Just like they're like. It's just where they go. Yep. Fil- filtering beers all day long. Yep. So one of our podcast listeners came into the shop, as they are wont to do, and he came in. He said, I got to take issue with your podcast, among the other 73 issues he had. But the first thing he brought up that he felt was most important is we don't give the, we don't give the listeners a good schedule. Uh, we don't let them know what we're going to be talking about. So I figured at the 40-minute point here, it's probably a good idea to let them know what our topics are going to be. So <laughs> 40-minute point. <laughs> It is nice to know where we're at. I, I didn't very, see that. Okay. I was estimating. Yeah, right. I was just using. We're at forty-one fifty-six. That's that's good I, that's windage for you. Good. Yeah. yeah. The old biological talks, clock's ticking right on schedule there. <laughs> right, right. So um, so anyway, we are going to be talking about several things tonight. So the first thing we're going to talk about, of course, is the the Harley Davidson Milwaukee Eight. Um, we said this is the the thing that's going to rescue Harley Davidson because you know it's so much power. It's a great motor, but they're having some fucking problems with it. So this is serious news. We're going to talk about that. That's really important. We got to talk about that. Also that's big. Harley? So that's Harley Davidson. So we got to we got well, to talk about another that. Harley Davidson. The other story. Go ahead. So Ian and uh, Ewan and uh, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. Are yeah. going to race Dakar for Harley Davidson on Team Harley Davidson on electric motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> electric Harley Davidson motorcycles. I, I, I'm gonna. I'm going to reserve all comment for that. They had such good luck with their show. I, I, aside from littering level two chargers all over the coast of South America. That's, well, that's the thing. They said yeah. that they're going to, well, oh, they're, they're going to pay get, to put chargers well, in the no. car. We'll get into it. We'll D- get into it. I read the article. And I'll tell you what they said. <laughs> okay. I, let's I, go. I, yeah. I have no opinion. Right. I'm just providing right. information. So then the, the, I guess the, the third thing we'll talk about, the third thing tonight we'll talk about that is really important 
is uh, there's ongoing discoveries in the case of Ducati. Uh, Ducati, whose staff was abruptly uh, interfered with sexually in the middle of one of their nights of sleep as FBI agents brushed in and uh, took their shit. Uh, So we got information about that Ducati scenario. That's good stuff. We should all know about that. Uh, We're also going to talk about uh, some of the new motorcycles that are going to be brought in from uh, European companies you may not have heard of before, but are doing a lot with brand new motorcycles from Europe that are going to be available in the United States shortly so we're going to go ahead and we'll get to those topics too we'll stay on so topic. we're going to make sure that that will help us stay on topic and for all you guys who do want to pay attention to what's coming up in the show at 40 minutes in now you can make the decision whether you want to commit the next hour of your life to this show <laughs> so if you don't this is a good time to bail yeah. if you don't like any of those topics go fuck your hat Sorry. Go watch motor stories right. go watch motor stories right exactly yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but you know many times even though we have a uh agenda yeah it doesn't even ever get followed. Honestly. So don't don't believe what you hear. So anyway, Dan, can you tell me more about this Coopers I'm about ready to drink? All right. So this is what I do want to talk about because this is very important. And John is on point as usual. For our podcast listeners who are playing at home, playing the home version, if John speaks up, what John's job is to do is until he gets fucked up, his job is to keep us on target with better a better conversation than the one we're currently engaged in. So when we become we'll just, entrenched... We'll just give our topics a second. I just want right. to talk about this. When we become <laughs> entrenched in mediocrity, John is there to pull us out with the power of one government mule. Mm-hmm. So now I would like to say, Dan brought two bottles. Now, two bottles um, tonight. Yeah. And the two bottles he bought or brought Tin Cup. Tin Cup is getting some amazing coverage right now. If you like uh, Marvel and you watch Jessica Jones, you'll know she went from being a old crow drinking, you know, degenerate alcoholic uh, crime fighting superhero to being literally a spokesperson for Tin Cup. Like it is since Ryan Reynolds and Aviation Gin, nothing has been more obvious than every scene in Jessica Jones must contain the very distinctive bottle of tin cup I, I must say it's been a little while since i've watched jessica mm-hmm. but i now i want to watch some newer newer episodes well again you'll go for the raging hot degenerate alcoholic you'll stay for the tin cup product placement yes yeah, please exactly and uh and gratuitous violence of course <laughs> well that's violence. always that, that's part good. and parcel this is exactly it i like fighting and fucking i mean <laughs> it's how, this is how we do it oh wait there's bourbon involved yay we all win <laughs> yeah I didn't think I didn't think my wife was going to show up, and now she doesn't have to. <laughs> so, <laughs> the Tin Cup is somewhat of a well-known entity, Dan. Can you tell us about this Coopers? The Coopers, I really don't know anything about it. It's Coopers Craft. <laughs> well, okay, well, first of all, stop the presses. <laughs> Can you just stop. read the label for us? Stop the presses. Dan Kromke just said, well, it's a bourbon I don't know anything about. Yeah, this is So now we're all fucking scared. I'm floored. Usually he's like, there's a guy from Indonesia that walked 17,000 miles with two seeds of fucking rye across the desert, and this is where this whiskey comes from. These, today, are made, these are made from the barrels that carried bourguignon <laughs> variety brandy across the fucking ocean in 1736 to 1737. Which, to this date, yeah. I still say that whiskey that's been on a boat for a while is way better. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know it at least costs more. Right. We do know it costs more. Right. Yeah. No, this was, I saw this on the shelf, you know, $30 for a hundred proof, pretty dark looking 
Kentucky made bourbon. And this is a big deal. So did you get this at Giant Eagle? Did you get this at our, our liquor? This, I got this at an undisclosed late. Uh, location that I'll tell you about next week okay. after I go buy the after rest you of go mine. buy all the rest of it. <laughs> okay, so you know here in here in state of Ohio we can only buy liquor at certain state stores, but the state stores have gotten pretty generous, and so they're they're kind of like our our grocery store chain has got their fingers in the pie of the liquor distributorship. So pretty much anywhere that was you know a grocery store now has a state store built into it, and then a lot of the small mom and pop liquor stores have also been taken in by the state, giving us the ability to get really good high-grade hooch um, for market-controlled prices in a lot of different locations. Now, here's the trick. If I saw that bottle, you know, just whoever the fuck engineered the bottle, they nailed it, right? So they got my attention. So it, it has all the hallmarks of being a decent, drinkable bottle. The color looks just beautiful. And if it comes in at less than $40, I'm in. Like, I want to know more about that. I bet this is a twenty dollar bottle up in Wisconsin, yeah. Minnesota. Yeah, you get into you get into somewhere like Kentucky or you know uh, the, the northern states. Well, what makes it a Kentucky? It says Kentucky straight whiskey, so it has to be Dan. made in Kentucky. Is there a percentage or what? No, I mean it has to be has to. I mean to be bourbon, it's got to be fifty one percent corn. Mm-hmm. I mean it's got to be aged like a year and a half in new charred oak barrels. Right. And so you guys who don't get into bourbon, bourbon's very trendy right now. We get that. Um, so there's two documentaries that you must watch and take your fucking, they're actually good. They're really, they're redeeming to watch them. The first one is called Neat, uh, Neat, N-E-A-T. And uh, that's just having your drink with your drink. You know, that's just, you know, I'm going to have my drink with a side of more drink. And Neat. Neat is no ice. Neat is, is just right? Neat, dude. It's your drink in Neat a cup. is, you're drinking your drink. Yeah. And so there's Neat. And Neat is a wonderful documentary, and you'll learn a lot. And then there's also another one called Straight Up. So Straight Up is another one, great, you know, wonderful documentary. So if you watch kind of those two documentaries, you're going to learn a lot about the mechanics of bourbon and whiskey and stuff. Yeah, Dan? Yeah, go ahead. You were, I mean. Oh, no, and this is, I mean, this is the Brown Foreman Cooperage uh, out of Louisville, Kentucky. There's actually a lot of whiskey being distilled in Louisville now. Mm -hmm. I think 10 years ago, there was almost none actually being distilled in Louisville. No, most of it was coming in from Midwest Grain Distilleries, MGD. And they were bringing it, they were making it there in, was that Illinois, right? Right. So they were making right, it in Illinois. Right across the river from Louisville. Yeah. And I certainly <laughs> think that that would be another great field trip for yeah. us. Yeah. Ooh. A trip to Louisville. You know, yeah. because yeah. we have a lot of friends down there yeah. and it's, well, it's just Louisville. It's you Louisville. I mean? I mean, every year at Mid-Ohio, those guys are raging and it's a, I feel like it's a special place in the world. I do too. And I've done the bourbon train. Uh, I can tell you, you, that's a good way to live a day. Yeah. I want to say I got some notes of peach out of this. I don't know how. <laughs> yeah, I but like, I wouldn't dispute that. There's a lot going on in this whiskey. I, I didn't really sit out and try to deconstruct it here on the couple minutes I've been drinking it. But it was weird. I just got a little like peach, like fuzzy navel. Mine has been getting to know my ice for about forty minutes, mm-hmm. and uh, it's on target. Like, like you know, that that technique for that cheap of a bottle. So what we were talking about before was it, what's more important, what goes into the barrel or the barrel? And I think we all hands down said the barrel. So you could put, I mean, because I've talked about this before, alcohol is a, is a chemical compound. Right. Alcohol is alcohol. If you have 100% alcohol, it doesn't matter what you made it from, it is alcohol. 
Yeah, but there's still different components from what you distill well, in that uh, aromatics. I mean, there's still different aromatics in it, and it's not 100% alcohol. No, but I, don't, I don't believe you. No, because, because I'm going to say that it's like water. If I get spring water, yes, there are aromatics. If I pull pure distilled water out of a dehumidifier, it is pure distilled H2O. I will back John because I'm a nerd and I bought Discovery Plus. So my whole thing is watching all my hot rod shows and all that shit and moonshiners. And so the moonshiners dude who went legal had an order from Poland for like 10,000 gallons of moonshine. And then it got canceled. And so he had like a million dollars worth of moonshine. So they're like, what the fuck do we do with it? So he got these scientists together and, and had them engineer a way to age his moonshine, and they put redwood and stuff, and they did it, and they made it into bourbon in, in like a week but with this new thing. But he said the only, like, alcohol, he's right. Alcohol is alcohol, and the percentage is the percentage. But when it becomes bourbon, is from the wood and going in and out of the wood fibers of the thing. I mean, the, the wood is super important. That's the main mm. part of what you taste, but it's not all the wood. The well, corn comes right. through, the rye comes through. Well, that's through. it. So it's also the recipe, and that's why you have different flavors of bourbon. Like, that's why one bourbon can be kind of spicy if it has a lot of rye. Some bourbons can be less spicy if it has a lower rye content. And but I like also that. think, too, the aging process and where it's aged. And, like, if you put anything in your basement. Right. For a long enough period it's of time. It's going to taste like your basement. And depending on what your basement tastes like. Oh, I have helmets that I can't wear ever again. All right. <laughs> so you need to have a tasty basement yeah. for starters. And that's why. You're I, describing I, my first wife. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> but any compound that boils off at, at the temperature of alcohol or below will be in that, will be in that, that alcohol. Mm-hmm. So, so it's not just pure alcohol. I mean, you'd have to just go. You'd have to start with just oxygen, well, no, hydrogen. It's not, and it's not, and that's why the the whole head and tail thing. Because yeah, when you start distilling, the first thing you get is not alcohol. You get uh, methanol and stuff. And, you get uh, methanol. You get impurity. You get. Uh, that's why you always take. You cut off the head. You cut off the tail. Right. And you only want the body, which is the pure. This honestly, ta- this tastes to me like Woodford Reserve. So it doesn't taste, I mean, this, if you told me, if you, you gave this to me and you're like, yeah, this is Woodford Reserve, I would be like, yeah, of course it is. I, it tastes just like, you know, there's a strong honey. There's a lot of honey going on in it. And so that wouldn't, you know, it's smoky and it's got a load of honey in it. So I would be like, yeah, Woodford Reserve, I but half the price. My know? aftertaste, like after I had two, like 30 seconds after, I, it's like peach. Yeah. I don't know why I keep getting peach. Everyone, so I think yeah. floral. I think it, there's a lot of floral in it. You know what well, it tastes like? More. <laughs> well, my, my, my whiskey cash was so heavily depleted that I had to do something about it. So, so you were out, down to I you went were out yesterday. And you were at about like two hundred gallons. And you, I like, know. you don't like to get under two hundred gallons. He's like he, the picture that he posted today was like, yeah, I just refreshed and there's like hundred and fifty bottles there, and he was like down from seventy yeah, or something like not that. that. Not quite. It's a lot. It's a who's who's of bourbon. It's about a thousand dollars worth of whiskey. Okay. All right. Yeah. You know, it's crazy here in Ohio. If you want to pay with a credit card, they're like, oh, it's $42 more right. to use a credit card. Yeah, because it's 3%. Right. You tack, uh, like, so we I'm do like, the same thing here at the shop. So I'm like, yeah. screw that and hit my debit card and was yep. within about a, $100 of the yep. account being empty. So what was our, <laughs> next, what was our next topic, Bill? Well, I, you know, uh, getting into the bourbon thing, honestly, the the more that the more that we ride the more that we get together and hang out it is a very funny thing that as much as we were joking about the brown the brown liquor thing um somebody 
brought us out um, a bottle. One of our listeners, uh, who's also a, a, a shopper at the shop, Ralph brought us out a bottle of Jim Beam. Right, so Jim Beam with an actual like an Indians chief Wahoo on it, like it was a tribute bottle of whatever. Oh, Cle- Cleveland Indians. Cleveland Indians, Jim Beam again. So um, you know that's a company that's been bought out by the Japanese, and they make Basil Hayden's. Yep, they do, and it was very funny. So last week when we were doing our podcast, I had basically used that bottle of Jim Beam for a, an element in every drink I built. So we we cleaned not, that bottle, not knowing what. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we wiped that bottle of Jim Beam out pretty ricky tick, right? right? I just like everybody to know that from now on, I won't be slurring. I'll be speaking in cursive. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, ain't that the fucking truth? So yeah, so that's like I'll that's come one up with more, <laughs> right? Yeah. So it is very, very. I mean, it's it's kind of funny that that you do that, but when we talk about having a good time, it is in my world. It's I, I make a lot of weird mixed drinks and I, I sometimes just build up weird shit and that was what happened last week was we just built out weird shit. Yeah. So we built out weird shit and what we ended up doing was we literally were building they weren't blender drinks. I was just using the blender. I was using the Vitamix as a way to get to to save me shaking a bunch of drinks. Right. So I used the I took the risk of bruising the alcohol and Vitamix the shit there, out of them. There were no uh, what do you call those uh, Capri Sun things open to make yeah. them, no, right? <laughs> no no not at all no it was pretty down and dirty but that Vitamix like for most motorcycle shops don't have a Vitamix right and our motorcycle shop has a Vitamix because. That's good. That sounded good. That was a Again, nice squeak. That will be in stereo. That was a good squeak coming off of that bottle of tin cup. Yeah, rock on. This is very cool. Yeah. So since you have a Vitamix in your motorcycle shop, I yeah. know I know some people wash things in like dishwashers. Do yeah. you use your Vitamix for any motorcycle related things? No, we don't uh, because honestly, the the concept of will it blend right, <laughs> has been heavily trod upon. So you know, people are like. It's a crankshaft to a 1972 Kawasaki. Will it blend? (laughs) And honestly, for people of my income level, once we achieve, we own a Vitamix. And I should say this because my buddy Scott Tennant works for the company. I'm pretty sure I could score a Vitamix if I needed one. Our Vitamix here is probably 30 years old. Mm -hmm. But honestly, it works perfectly. And if you have never had a blender before in your life that will make soup hot, I don't think it's fair to call it a blender, okay? Honestly, it's a Vitamix, right? It's, look at it's when a you're turbo blender. Look, that's what it is when you're driving a Porsche, it's not a car; it's a Porsche, right? And that's when you're right, right when you're making a drink in a Vitamix, it's not a blender; it's it, a Vitamix. And you're not kidding; you right. can take ingredients and yeah. throw them in there and yeah. hit high. Yes. Five minutes later, you have hot soup. Yes. Like legitimate. And, and, and one second later than that, you have a portal to another universe. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Things cannot exist at the same time the way they exist in a Vitamix blender. Right. Made right. in goddamn Ohio, too, I might add. Yep. I don't want to think about being inside a Vitamix blender. No way in hell. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Just think about, like, the worst thing you could ever do. Like, you know, you want to be like, okay, well, you know, Fluffy was a good hamster. Wait, oh, wait, no. Here's the concept. Let all the buttons on like a normal blender pretend that they're doing them to your ass. So it's like okay, now for the record, look, do you want mixed, do you want stirred, or do you want to just go straight to liquefy? If you have any, if you have any blender in the world, oh, 
any any other blender, liquefy is always the highest setting. Yeah. And on a Vitamix, that's the lowest setting. Right. Right? So straight up, when you have to think about, when, when you go into and you go, okay, well, we need a blender. If you show up with a Vitamix, you're officially that asshole. Because you're like, yeah, not only can it blend, it can turn ice back into lava. Like, it's the only blender in the world that can undo Mother Nature. Nick, yeah. would you like to talk a little bit about how millennials have sort of revived the art of eating ass and tossing a salad? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not see that one coming. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something about a blender. Talk about millennials. Like millennials don't appreciate vitamins. I was already thinking about my answer. Like I don't own a blender, but who do I who do I know that owns a blender? But who can I rent one from? <laughs> can I Uber a blender? <laughs> These millennials walking around like they rent the place. How much does a blender cost monthly? Monthly, exactly. <laughs> but meanwhile, it's going straight to the fucking. Literally, it is going straight to tossing salads. <laughs> my God, man! Oh my God! I mean. Bring it back. It Bring seems it like back. it's a thing. I mean, everywhere I look, everybody's talking about eating ass. <laughs> Tell me about it. The guy, got, the guy got pulled over for having the sticker on the back of his truck that said, I love to eat ass. I saw that. And his defense was, I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but where was that? I don't know. Florida. Idaho. Oh, of course it was, it was flying. Florida. Florida, Florida. Yeah, of course yeah. it was. Oh, my Florida. God. Florida. <laughs> hey, so you want to talk about the uh, elephant in the room? back to our podcast topic. Yeah, yeah. Back yes. to our podcast okay, topic. Wait, two figures of brown liquor, and this is what we get. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> okay. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to race to catch up. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I'll drink to that. <laughs> I'll drink to that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So in front of us right now, we got one of our uh, SSRs. And again, I'd like to remind our patrons. Our, the pat- the patrons, the nice people who sent us money. We're not sponsored by SSR. We yet. are not sponsored by SSR. But Whoa. God bless those little Chinese kids for bringing so much joy into my life. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Because I I will say I have gone on to the Amazon. I, I've I've traveled myself into the deepest darkest corners of the Amazon. Was it the dark web? It was the dark web. <laughs> the dark web. Dark web. Fucking <laughs> Dark web. All right. So. So people, we were talking about like the way we beat these bikes to shit. The way the, the oh, way yeah. we were abuse these bikes, we're probably going to need a chain, right? Yeah, yeah. So here's chain. So here's an interesting fact. I bet you didn't know. What kind of chain do you need on your mini bike? Four twenty. Thank you. Yeah. You know that four twenty. <laughs> yeah, four twenty, baby. I mean, what else? <laughs> yeah, what else? Four twenty. Four twenty friendly. It is this. This is this is a chain that is April April twentieth approved. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So here's the trick, though. I bet you guys didn't know this: that four twenty chain already existed in the universe before anybody came up with the idea of four twenty chain. Ah, that's interesting. So it turns out that four twenty chain is also in the days of the old currency. Number 40 chain. Ah. So if you're a guy that ever works in a factory or in conveyor belts and shit like that, mm-hmm. the old the old money, what our grandparents used to use, they didn't they didn't do the 420. <laughs> <laughs> they did, but they didn't uh, really did. <laughs> They called it elixir. Right. So it was a it was a 
<laughs> she had a case of the vapors. Right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, um, need a manual manipulation to calm her she down. Did. <laughs> oh, God. Ro- watch, look, shut off our podcast right now and watch The Road to Wellville. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just for Cole Meany's performance right. in The Road to Wellville. Such a good movie. Man. It is so good. So it, this is one of these things where I do like to remind people that when you talk about chains, those numbers all come from somewhere, right? Yeah. So it, it really has to do with the size of the chain. I feel and the brown liquor coursing through you, my Yes, you do, <laughs> right? So... Um, the the deal with four bar. yeah so the deal with four twenty chain is that four twenty chain the chain I'm holding in my hand right here that, that you can ultimately buy by the pound so if you buy this shit as number you know if you buy this as number forty chain that's not one of our podcast topics we'll get there okay it's okay. motorcycle related shut it up is. dude right so if you if your mini bike or your dirt bike or your motocross bike runs on four twenty chain. You can buy 420 chain for like 120 links of it for about 20 or 30 or 40 bucks. Does anybody have an idea what it takes to break a 420 chain? I mean, the 420, there's 420, 428, is there a 430? I can say that I'm 420 sure can take 300 pounds on a mini bike launching full speed against four other people. On the force continuum, 420 is kind of low, right? That's like so that's it where is. you start. Yeah, so it is. So basically, What's horsepower, don't they rate it by horsepower? No. They don't. Like, well, on sprocket.com, they right? Do, they whatever. do. Yeah. yeah, and that's true. It would be like by tinsel strength, right? Right, right. And that's true. So 420 and 425 basically come in the same guide of being um, a 40, number 40 chain in old money, right? <laughs> so uh, so the real thing is it's the about the pitch. So the pitch is half an inch. So the pitch on the chain is half an inch. And then the roller diameter is 0.306. That stays pretty much the same. Uh, the roller diameter stays pretty... You know, in is your there any logic to how they come up with 420? There is. Up? I'm so glad you asked. Okay. It is. So uh, the way it works is all about the number of eighths of inches. Eighths of inches. So when you're measuring chains, there is an actual mathematical formula that tells you how much that. Uh, is worth it's sort of like doing a translation of currency exchange if you will so right? does it have anything to do with width at all or no it does okay yeah 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 so the four two so when you're talking about the roller width the roller of course is the middle part of the chain that is actually right. a roller engaging right. the sprocket yeah. yeah so the roller diameter the diameter of the roller is where we pick up that two zero so that would four, be the valley of your sprocket yes yes the value of your sprocket is a perfect way to yeah thank you um so that is two four two zero two point zero for, forget the forward number we're going to get to that later but the two zero number is important mm-hmm. so the two zero number is the number of eighths of an inch ah mm-hmm. so, so if you have inch. if you have four two oh you have a quarter of an inch because oh, it's quarter, sorry, two yeah, eighths five. of right, an inch yeah, yeah, yeah. so you got to be good at mixing at this point right right so if you have a four two five right Right, so you have a four two five. That's two point five eighths of an inch. Right, so then we get into the sixteenths at that point. Right, so that's roller diameter. Yep. So if you get into like a four twenty eight chain, a four twenty eight chain is going to be five sixteenths of an inch. Right, the roller size, the the gap in the sprocket is going to be. At what point do we get into the kunters? Into into, into the metric kunters. So what does Europe yeah. do? 
The same damn thing. This is one of those things where where America wins. Yeah. 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 This is one of those ones where they can't even like honestly, this is like gauging metal and shit right. like that where so they're when like when you open a new chain, that's why you hear the eagle screech. Yes. Every fucking <laughs> Except this one where it sounds like a Chinese eagle. Right. Yeah, exactly. So uh, so fair fair game, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sounds like General Sal's chicken. It 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 has a very strong nose of yeah. Uh, Anywho, back to the data at hand. So when you're buying chain, keep in mind that for every motorcycle chain that's out there, there may or may not be an industrial chain application that is the same. And here's the trick is when it comes to buying things by the pound, you always get a better deal. Right. And so if you're like, I need 120 links of this particular chain or I need 10 feet of this chain, it's always better to buy 10 feet of the chain. And, and my thought is, is that if it's going to go on an industrial piece of machinery, right. it's probably meant to be there for like 25 years. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. It's measured in lifespans. Right. right? Not right. not in revolutions. So that's really what it is. So the trick is when you're buying chain and, and we're going to talk about the little mini dirt bike chains at this point. Here's a the, sidebar, but there's there's actually, you can do a duplex chain. Yes, so you can. For some CB750s yep. where they were really hyped up and did a 1,000cc big bar kit, they would do a duplex chain where it was double sprockets, double, double counter shaft sprockets, yep. double rear sprockets, and the duplex chain where it's a... A link, a roller, a link, a roller, mm-hmm. like a Big Mac. Yep. And then like the R1 Mac. came yep. and laughed at all of them and said, what? <laughs> well, remember in the world of motorcycles, a 530 chain, so in our in our money, a 530 chain has historically been like, oh shit. Right. Like you got a 530 chain, you must be throwing down some serious first purse, right? Mm-hmm. Well, a 530 chain, really what you're doing is you're just saying that the roller diameter of that, you know, that's a 0.40 inch. Right, so you're you're literally getting that's just the diameter. The pitch of it is still five eighths of an inch, which you're going to have it at all the five hundreds. So all the five hundreds consistently, because there's a four there. So because the first digit is a five or a four, a four is always going to have a half an inch pitch. How many? Why? Because it's four eighths. Okay. Four eighths is a half an inch. You get to five eighths. So if your first number in your chain is a five. You need a five-eighths, five eighths, right. right? Exactly. Not four-eighths, because we can reduce fractions. This isn't fifth, third bank. Right. Um, we are going to reduce fractions here. So if you have a 520 chain, we know your chain pitch is five-eighths of an inch. And we know your roller diameter at that point is 0.40, which means it's a quarter of an inch between the inner plates. Right. So it turns out, if you are one of those Scottish people, like me, you'll buy number 40 chain instead of buying number 420 chain because number 40 chain i have my receipt here somewhere so number 40 chain to purchase 10 honest feet of number 40 chain that comes with two free connecting links it's 17 doll hairs but if i were to purchase 120 links you know is that comparable to 10 feet no it's not oh this is way more. 10 feet okay. is a lot of chain. 10 feet is a lot of chain. It's enough to do two of our mini bikes. On a side note, I just got like a drain from this bourbon. Mm. Like when the schneef hits. And oh. Like all of a sudden you like take a swallow and it's like goes down. Yeah, a little bonus there. Yeah, a little cleansing effect. So don't ever do that again on the radio. Sorry. <laughs> the, uh, so not joking. It is cheaper to buy chain. If you're going to buy chain for a motorcycle and you do want it to be like, honestly, we don't give a shit 
X-Ring, O-Ring, none of that matters to us because these are mini bikes. We don't really want an Honestly, O-Ring chain. I want no rings. Well, so let's get into that. Let's get into that shit because... And let's really involve Nick into this because he just suffered a severe case of chain failure. Guys, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Nick... Um, so we wanted to talk to you. Nick, Nick, who doesn't have a chain anymore. Nick. He's going to get he's going to get props. Nick. Nick's going to get props. Okay. All right. So here's an important thing. When we're talking about the kind of shit we're running around on, what are we doing? The chain. Rap, yeah, rap, yeah. The rap. chain on the chainsaw that Dan sold me looked as bad as the chain on my motorcycle after a day's fun, right? They were both equally rat fucked. So you don't want to have an O-ring or an X-ring chain. And here's the trick that I'll tell you guys. Well, and here's one of the differences. Yeah. Chainsaw has a, you put bar oil yeah. in there. Constant lubrication. Constant lubrication. Constant lubrication. You yeah. don't have that one on a bike. Right. Yeah. O-ring or X-ring and chain is all bikes, about. on these bikes, we don't have the venerable Honda enclosed chain. Ah, this is true. So when we're talking about chains, chains in general, when we have a low horsepower vehicle, when you have a small motor when you have not a lot of horsepers, one of the things that you should be aware of is that having an Nick O-ring... Make feel something. We'll get to that. We'll get to we'll that. We'll get to that. Chill out. So when you've got a small amount of horsepers... There's no chill out when I'm drinking bourbon. When we did... <laughs> <laughs> so when James and I were doing... Do you guys remember when we did the monster? I'm sorry, the mad asses? Yes. Yeah. So when we did the mad asses, the mad asses came from the factory with an O-ring chain. And we're putting different motors in them and trying different gear ratios to make the bikes really sing. I do remember that. Yeah, and I was kind of like, you know what? I bet you this fucking O-ring chain is holding this bike back. Because an O-ring chain is, of course, two pins per link of extra resistance because of the O-rings. So when we took when I took an O-ring chain in my hand and I moved it, it yeah. was it gave a lot of resistance. That is absolutely a known and accepted. It was robbing horsepower. Yes. Yep. And so by getting rid of the O-ring chain and going to a natural native metal chain, you know, just pure metal the way God intended, I was able to spin that motor so much happier. So when we were dealing with a small amount of horsepower, but we're dealing with a big heavy load, one of the ways to get the most out of the bike is to reduce the fucking resistance of various different pieces of the bike. And by getting away, getting away from the O-ring or the X-ring or the rubber impregnated, you know, things between the links, the chain didn't give us much resistance anymore. And now all of a sudden the fucking chain just ripped. I mean, this the bikes would launch so much better when we got rid of the heavy ass um because these things came they came with a ridiculous 520 chain on them. Yeah. And like that was overkill to begin with, because the 520 chain on a 125, get the fuck out of here. So I went and specced in 420 chain on the bikes to make the chain lighter to get rid of the resistance of the O-rings or the X-rings or whatever else. And the bikes all of a sudden felt like they were 20% more powerful. The bikes ran better. They ran faster. So yeah, what's the difference? Okay, O-ring and X-ring chain is so you can have a chain on your bike for 20,000 miles and forget about it, right? To forget you have to do any maintenance because ideally the O-rings and the chain are going to have some oil in them. Right, impregnated. Impregnated into them, into the links themselves, into the rollers themselves. And I that, have a question. Yeah. Well, if these O-rings are so good at yeah. keeping the lubrication in, yeah. 
how good are they at keeping lubrication out? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So if you're the dude who's like a 1500 PSI pressure washer guy and you're like, Hey, I'm going to go fucking clean my chain and hit it with, you know, 1500 PSI, you're probably going to get some ingress. And realistically, O-ring chains have always been a dance with the devil for that exact reason. I want to lube my chain. Are you really lubing the important parts of the chain, or are you just making the outside greasy and messy and attracting to I mean, dirt? Guys have talked about O-ring chains that they take out of the box, yeah. and it's like, it's a snake. Oh, it's, it's a snake. It's it, straight oh, up I straight. Can tell you, yeah. turn. I can yeah. tell you, I just did, yeah. two weeks ago, when I when we came out to Steve's place and I rode my FJ. Tell yeah. me all about it. I put a new chain on it. I got the gold X-ring fucking chain yeah, and put did. it on there. Yeah, you when did. When I pulled Renthal. it out of the thing, exactly that. Yeah. The motherfucker was straight as Straight as, as an arrow. Yeah. And when I had to pull it around the stuff, yeah. it actually it was pulled a battle. Around. Yeah. But wow. that being said, when I rode to Steve's house, was it was about 45 miles. Yeah. All whatever lube was on there is yeah. now on my motorcycle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Like, like, we had an interesting conversation about, and so this was, you know, we're talking about Oberlin, Ohio. We're talking about farm boys. We're talking about the guys who work at vehicle maintenance. And they're working on heavy trucks. Mm -hmm. Dump trucks and stuff. And what they recommended was cornhead grease. Cornhead who what? Cornhead grease. What is that? So cornhead grease is a special grease that goes on the cornhead. It's the the head of the impeller that cuts the corn that throws it into a combine. Right. Okay. Mm. And they described cornhead grease because I had never heard of it. And I, I fessed right up to it because I was, quite frankly, very fascinated by what the fuck is cornhead grease? Right. They described it as uh, cornhead grease is something that goes on kind of like a thick wax. Right. Like, you know, and then, but as it heats up, yeah. it, liquid, it, it turns liquefied. Yeah. Yep. But then when it cools down, it turns back into wax and it doesn't leave. It, it never stays, leaves. It stays yeah. there. And they said the inner race on like a dump truck or something mm -hmm. like that, where you, those, you know, when you're putting, you take a, a two-ton dump truck and you put five tons in it, it tends to burn out the rear ends and stuff. Mm -hmm. They said cornhead grease. and Because one of the things, one of the big projects we're working on at work is uh, working on the agitator, which is basically the shit sprayer. I was going to say, agitator's not a terrifying word until we remember what you move for a living. <laughs> yeah. What are you agitating? <laughs> you, you are agitating a lagoon full of shit. If you work at Mally's Chocolate... It's I want to lick the agitator. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this, if you're not working at Mally's Chocolate. This is a thing that has a, yeah. a propeller. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it does. This yeah. big on mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Followed by. But you, there's wedge. not an awesome boat hook to it? For, wait. Followed by a. Cutting wedge. A cutting wedge. Followed by a, a Is rotor. that a golfing term? So cutting. what it does is. I would know that. <laughs> it will make an entire pond. Right. Agitate. Oh, Sure. Yeah, yeah. so it turns a pond into a milkshake. So where you have solids, it will turn it all into a milkshake. It turn it into a pudding. We should call Vitamix about this, <laughs> and then it will suck it up, and it will send it to the press where Steve will be sitting on his throne. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to motorcycle chains. Mm -hmm. So it turns out, but but uh, to to bring it all the way around, yeah, yeah. I'm not a big fan of O-ring chains. I get it. Yeah. I I mean, I will douse my chain with WD-40, the yeah. thinnest shit mm -hmm. that I can, mm -hmm. especially when I first get a bike. That's yeah. the first thing I do yep. just to get a good soak yeah. in there and try to get all those links freed up that have been sitting for years or maybe out in the weather or whatever. 
And once you get them all freed up, then maybe I'll use something heavier. You go higher on the force continuum. Yep. I like T9. Bow shield. There is, uh, there is, yeah. So in that thing, if you want to be that guy, and I always love that guy. So there's a product called Chain Wax from a company called Pudeline. And I'm going to, I'm just going to advise you again. Look, (laughs) Chain Wax, no shit. Yeah, we all know chain wax. Comes in sprays and cans and everything else. But I'm going to tell you, that came from somewhere. And where it came from is a company called Putoline. In other words, Puto. Hey, Puto. Yeah. I know where this is coming from. Hola, Puto. So look over your shoulder. So Where's Puto, Oscar when we need him? I know. We need him here, right? Because he would tell us what the correct pronunciation and the definition of Puto is. So it turns out that chain wax, Putoline, right? So chain wax is actually one of these things that is meant to be have your chain put into that can. So just like we have chem dip for cleaning carburetors, where we take the carburetor and we put it into the can. In chain wax, the idea is it looks like a it looks like a shoe polish can. Yeah. Well, guess what, guys? Here's a an extra tip from your Unky Phil. If you have black colored boots and you want to make your boots awesome, take a can of black kiwi, except no substitutes, black kiwi shoe polish. Take the tin lid off, not plastic, it's a metal can. Take the tin lid off, light your lighter up, and burn the kiwi. It'll light on fuego. It's awesome. It'll sit there and burn like a fucking candle. It smells pretty bad, but anyway, once you get a good head of fire going... Creme brew kiwi. Creme brew kiwi. Once you get a good head of fire going and most of that kiwi becomes liquefied, then take the lid of the can. Don't blow it out. You will blow flaming wax all over your yard. I'd like you to blow it out while I have a video camera. Nope, don't do it. They'll they'll teach you this shit in basic training in the Army every time. Well, we used to have black boots. We don't anymore. But anyway, back when we had black boots, this was the technique. You take the lid of the kiwi. You put it on the kiwi can. That shuts the fire off. You take the lid of the kiwi can. You take it off completely. You take the brush of your fucking shoe brush. You dip it in the tip of it. Liquid fucking black wax just the tip just the tip and now you can work that into your leather it gets in because it's a liquid and it goes into the leather and then your brushing brings it up to a high shine and it's also waterproof this is the same thing for your fucking chain yeah and it's called putoline p-u-t-o-l-e-n-e putoline and putoline works a treat i gotta tell you if you have a motorcycle chain like this and you want to take it and you buy a can of putylene, which is going to set you back about 25 bucks, right? You take it and you can reuse the putylene over and over and over again. Because what you're doing is you're actually immersing your chain in the putylene. And, and what we're talking about is paraffin. Paraffin. It's and exactly this is, I right. I mean, like back in the day, motocross guys, yeah. clean your chain really good in gasoline. Yep. yep. And, and do then what? Throw, then boil it in some old candle wax. Bingo. Paraffin your whole yep. fucking chain. And so putylene, the operative technique for using putylene, the part that nobody talks about, is you actually put it on your stove. Look at the picture. Um, so you do actually huh. take the putylene, you put the putylene on your fucking stove. That is a much bigger tin than it looks like It in is the way bigger than you think it is. Yes. So when you buy uh, putylene, you are getting good value for money, first of all. And the second thing about putylene is you can add more paraffin stuff to it. Mm. So when you use putylene to clean your chain, you do end up having a really, really well lubricated, really, really nice chain at the end of the experiment. Now, this is um, a bite in the dick. Like this is a pain in the ass. Uh, For anybody who's, you know, new money and doesn't want to 
dick around with paraffin in a, uh, you know, that. So you might want to want to do something other than like literally look at the oven. There's the oven. Yep. And so if you don't want to do that, you can buy a product that's called chain wax that works equally well, but it doesn't get into the nooks and crannies. Now, if you have an O-ring chain or an X-ring chain and you use the putylene method of immersion, immersing your chain in wax, um, guess what? The O-ring and the X-ring, as John says, keeps the good shit away from the important parts. And that's a thing to be considered. So I like the idea. So what heating does is it will displace air. Yes. So when you heat and cool something, so if you're going to heat your chain up, and soak it, mm-hmm. let it cool down. Yes. Because what heating is going to do is yep. let all the air yep. push its way out. And as it cools down, it's going to suck whatever lubricant you're using back into the chain. So I really like a heat cycle yep. mm-hmm. on your chain because that's kind of what's going to happen when you're on the road. Yep. And you're going to start with a cold chain. You're going to ride it. So actually, and, and I've actually seen this, where you actually want to ride your bike and mm-hmm. kind of warm up your chain yep. before you loop. Well, Sleepy said. So with Sleepy's brand new chain, like he said, he opened it up out of the package and it was unmalleable. It was a stick. Like his chain was a stick. And a chain is not supposed to be a stick. It's supposed to be 120 links of shit that just loves to move and bend and flex and transmit power from point A to point B. So I thought this was great so that if you are budget-minded, get on the uh, Amazonian Empire. You can literally pick up uh, 10 goddamn feet for less. So you get 10 feet and two links for less than the price of the 102 links that the chain requires on the motorcycle itself. So that's going to be enough for saying? three chains. I was, I was just going to say, if you have an action camera, yeah. shut off the um, audible commands. Oh. <laughs> oh, because if I said, shut the fuck up, it shut off the camera. And I was like, why funny. is this fucking camera shutting off? Right. Apparently, I... It's like when command. you listen to the radio, it's like, and on your Alexia, right. on your Alexia, <laughs> yeah. go oh. to 98.5. No, no, hold on. My favorite one ever is, Siri, play the Cleveland Moto podcast indefinitely. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, play Cleveland Moto podcast forever. So, hand me those. These? Yeah, those. Well, wait a minute. First, I want to mention the, the oh, chain yeah. link that I okay, had so there's you. So Nick hands me a chain link that can best be described as, you know. Grenaded. Exploded. Yeah. Did, 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 did. I can mean, we pause the podcast so I can wrestle with Steve for a little while? No. Oh my God. no we can't. Just do it oh on camera. Fine. All right. So this came off your Suzuki? Sure. Yes. That, that was an O-ring chain. It was an O-ring but chain. But as you can see, there's a lot of metal on metal and that's, action going on. And that's an on. important thing because I would like to say that despite this being an O-ring chain, there's a pretty fucking clear evidence of a lack of lubricity. Mm-hmm. So this O-ring, as John said, an O-ring did not let lubrication get into this fucker. And so because of it, is, was this the master link? Yes. Yeah, so I, the they always one. do that. Oh, that's what failed. Yeah. Yep. John, incoming, ready? Oh, boy. And here's the thing. I yeah. do lube my chain. But you not- can't lube what lube can't get to. Yes. I know that you're an engineer, so right. I know you well, care no, about Well, no, I'm an awful motorcycle maintainer, though. Yeah. So I don't, I don't lube my chain often enough. I know you've wrecked a bunch of times. And I, I do wreck a lot. So <laughs> <laughs> if you have a new bike, don't let my don't let me ride it. Let me just rub your nose in that shit. <laughs> okay. Oh so here's another thing. So master links. So master links in the world of motorcycles, master links are one of these things that are just I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna warn you right now. 
when you buy a chain, the first thing you're going to do is like, I'm going to buy a chain because I'm cool. I'm going to buy a chain and buy a chain on my motorcycle. I'm going to be cool and buy a motor chain on my motorcycle. I'm going to put the chain on my motorcycle because my chain broke. So you're going to order some chain and you're going to realize real quickly you done forgot the master links. I have a quick question about Fairway. this master link failure. Yes. I'm wondering if maybe some jack off at some point, and I'm not saying you, did you, wait a second, wait, wait, oh, let boy. me reel this all the way. All around. right, come on. Have you ever messed with your chain prior to this failure? Yes. Sexually? We'll talk about this later then. Uh-huh. Oh, no. I'm going to use the restroom. I also right. have a tip about chains when you guys are done. Okay, so anyway, so Masterlinks, whatever motorcycle you ride right now, today, Whatever motorcycle you ride, I don't care what it is, if your motorcycle has a chain as a primary drive system, open your owner's manual and figure out what your fucking master link size is, okay? Figure out what size your master link size is, and then go on something, or go to your friend's motorcycle shop or whatever, and walk in the door and say, I need a half a dozen 420 master links, or 530 master links, you know, because that's, you know, that's bigger. Um... So get some master links because master links are cheapish chips. I mean, they're legit. They're cheap as hell. And the crazy thing about master links is if you have six master links, you have a chain. Yeah. You can always (laughs) put it together. You got it. Master links are just little tiny chains. They're just wanting to be a chain. They're like Lego pieces, right? Well, think back when Honda came out with the the Cub. They trusted their riders. Yeah. To add links to yeah. it, to use yeah. the low transmission. Low range or high range. Right. Right. You could literally run the bike on the inner sprocket to have high speeds or run it on the outer sprocket to have high torques. With a, a section of like six links or so yeah. of chain. Yeah, it came with I, bonus I, chain. I posted, I posted yeah. your bike that I bought off of you yeah. saying I might want a new motor on the clone thing, right? Yeah. And all the guys were like, well, dude, you have the wrong wheel on the back. It has like... Two sprockets. It has nine thousand teeth. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, "No, that's the way it came." Yeah. And you could, and that like everybody's no, mind yeah. was blown that that actually is the no, thing. No, rather than having a high low transfer switch, mm-hmm. it had a high low transfer sprocket. Yeah. So you, based on how much chain you had, you could be low range or high range. Well, that was the CT two hundred. I right. think the first CT ninety did have the the switch, the yes. high low. Right. So sixty eight. Yeah. It, it was the yeah. yeah. Some of them had switches. Some yeah. of them had different sprockets. But I'm just saying, at yeah. some point, a motorcycle company trusted their users yeah. enough to actually add links when they needed them. They used to tell you how to adjust the valves in the motorcycle manuals, well, and well, then people got stupid. Here's the thing, though: is they they trusted people, and then a couple years later, they thought, okay, that was such a bad idea that we're going to put a physical switch yes, they did. on the engine. Right, right, right. They said that was too complicated. Yeah, yeah. The real ideal was quit trying to pull your Jeep with your CT90. Because <laughs> if you'd stop trying to pull your Jeep with your CT90, right. maybe you wouldn't need all that shit. Anywho, mm-hmm. Master Links are magic. So the thing about Master Links is I have been at more events in my life where people have been running frantically through the pits or the swap meet or whatever saying, does anybody have a 530 master link? (laughs) Because look, we know all know the tricks for shortening a chain by moving the sprocket or by moving the wheel closer and closer and closer to the motor. So if you have a bad link or you have a blown out master link, you can move the wheel closer to the motor and need less links in your goddamn chain. Mm -hmm. Right. But you can't do that if you don't have a master link. So if you don't have a master link, you need a very fancy tool. What's that? I said zip tie. Zip tie. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> we're not going to get into that. But 
Master links are funny because master links have a stupid little clip on them. And the stupid little clip goes uh, away from the work, is what I like to tell people. Lincoln makes the best master link. Really? I didn't know that. Lincoln. Electric? Same really? company? I had no idea. The welders? Oh, you mean, oh, you mean, ah, yeah, anything can be, anything can be a master link if you have a welder. Yeah, yeah, zap, zap. Uh, best, ma- best master link ever, zap, zap. Hell, I could fix that piece of shit Nick brought. Zap, Dude, I was like, was like, whoosh. Me too. I was sitting there. I was like, I never look. I've seen TRW packages. I've seen all kinds of packages. I've seen packages. You never heard of the Lincoln Link? Yeah. Now now I have. This fucking thing. Look, this thing. This bitch came from China. It's hermetically sealed in one hermetically sealed package, in another hermetically sealed package inside of that one. They do not want you to get the fucking COVID from these links. So yeah, that's it. So So, you want to know my tip? Yeah. What's your tip? So after many years, years and years and years of not having chains, because most of my bikes were shaft drive. Yeah, yeah. And like the the, sh- the chain bikes that I did, I either traded or sold before I needed to change the chain. That's true. Yeah, that it's happens. been a while since I changed the chain. Right. So if you're in the position of never changing a chain and you're gonna change your chain, yeah. Before you put the bike up on the center stand, yeah. Before you take off the old chain, okay. Before you do anything, right. Get the nut off your front sprocket. Yes. Hell yes. Yes, because if you don't do that, yeah. you're going to either damage your yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. or you're going to have a really bad day. Okay, what Steve's talking about is... Yeah. Well, that's what, when you were doing that whole project, I'm yeah. like, you already took your chain off, and now you're trying to get your canister. Yeah, I forgot. Off. I was an idiot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But fortunately, I'm- but you told me to drape the chain over and get the, the tension on the rear wheel and then drop it back down, and that's what did it. Then I took That's the exactly what I said to you. Yeah. Yeah, and that's when I took the Dugga Dugga, and it came right off, and it was fine. But it's Dugga just something Dugga. that you don't think about, you know, and, and, and it, so if you're going to do it, make sure you take that fucking nut off before I mean, you- really, it just comes down to it's only common sense. <laughs> <laughs> and I have none of that, so yeah, right. No, but no, but it, it definitely worked, and it's, it's, it's a thing. Like, you know, if you just start off and you loosen it, you're not going to You know you're going to take it off at some point, so loosen it before you start the whole process. Basically. I think I saw something. There actually is a tool for holding your, your sprockets or something when you have to take that off. But you don't need it if you just leave the fucking chain on. And yeah. You- or you get somebody like, hey, hold my rear brake while I'm going right. to blast this counter. You right. Know. Which at the same time, so I was about to buy, sometimes you forget you have shit. And so my dad passed away and I knew he left me tools and I forgot that we had a good, uh, you know. God rest his soul. God rest his soul. Or whatever you But a 55-year-old say. electric fucking uh, impact range. I saw that yeah I got a little pea boner it was good it's a good because fucking- I have a, little, a slight collection of all the aluminum craftsman yeah uh power tools yeah and so that one is like ooh. and it it fucking killed it it was like done off no problem yeah. I bet you none of those all metal housing electric tools had a third ground prong no, no. <laughs> in fact my drill will fucking zap the shit out of you if you're not wearing a good insulated pair of shoes really oh yeah Jeez. i did not know that i almost got electrocuted like that yeah i've got one of those oh yeah that one drill i have when you like you grab it it's like but i just want a little more feedback than i wanted but 55 years old that fucker to, I mean, it, it's unbelievable how good it is for what well, it is. Yeah, that you know? means it's better. The older, the better. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, and like you can until hold- you get back into the 1800s, and probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, back then they were still improving things. It so. was steam, though. Steam. 
You steam, get out, pull out a your steam, steam drill. Dagger. Dagger. <laughs> yeah, well, and I'm sure at one point that uh, definitely existed. Oh, yeah. How tight do you need it? Three. Psh, psh, psh. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, let, let's just say there was a point in time where all drills were cordless drills. <laughs> <laughs> all drills are cordless. When you use steam. When you use steam. Uh, we kind of want to keep it down here, Phil. I'm yeah, sorry, bro. Yeah. Sorry, bro. Can't help you out. Can't help you out on that one. So an hour and 34 minutes into the yes. podcast, oh, we've we'll hit our next one podcast. topic. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> two topics. What topic did we hit? No. Okay, we haven't hit any topics. That's even better. All right. Excellent. It's April Fool's, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Take that. If you thought for one minute your jacked up ass was going to come tell us how to run the fucking podcast. <laughs> I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you rode the first motorcycle and you come into my shop and you tell me how to do my podcast better. There's a hat that needs fucking. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. No offense, Canadia. No. Okay. Uh, and we mean that in the most loving way. Possible. Okay. So not, not fucking around, but so there's this guy, Chris Smith. He used to come to the podcast. No, no relation. Oh, so we have a podcast. We have a podcast listener oh. by the name of Chris Smith, the Doppel Chris Smith. So this yes. guy is probably actually funny. He's from Missouri. Oh, Missouri. Okay. So this dude inherited like three kids from his buddy. Oh, premature yeah, demise, right? About, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so this dude, this dude came in and like he's a podcast listener, and came in and bought five SSR mini bikes. He posted on Moto Stories, would five fit in the back of an eight-foot pickup truck? And I said, well, yes. Phil brought six, so yes. I think you're all right. Yeah. So this guy showed up with one of his kids. This kid had this amazing this amazing crop of red hair. Oh, this yeah. kid had, like, red, curly, awesome hair. Wanted to bury my face in it, right? So what <laughs> you doing? Let's not talk about <laughs> you doing? that real quick. All right. Thank you very much. <laughs> all right. The, uh, that was innocent, by the way. That was innocent. <laughs> So this dude shows up, and he is wearing a, literally, he is wearing an AVE shirt. Oh, awesome. Nice. He's wearing, like, the AVE shirt with the wrench on it that says, like, you know, you know, thumb detector. I love this dude yeah. already. Oh, I do, oh, too. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And he's a podcast listener, and he shows up, and he shows up, and he buys five little dirt bikes for his, his you know, his family, right? Mm-hmm. He's, you, you know, he's got a bunch of kids now. Right. So the solution is, rather than be a more involved parent, you get dirt bikes. Yeah. Yep. Fuck Absolutely. Yeah. And, and what kid is going to get mad about that? Okay, one, rather than give them shit to do in the house, yeah, yeah, fuck that. give them shit to do out of the house, yeah. right? And dirt bikes are great because it teaches you a lot of stuff about life real fast. And if it breaks, you're going to figure out how to fix it before you talk to your dad. And how to stop bleeding, yeah. usually, right? <laughs> yeah. It teaches you about direct pressure. So I'm going to tell you about two things today. I'm going to tell you about kickstarts and direct pressure, right? <laughs> this is a kickstart and this is a tourniquet. So if you understand how to work kid. a kickstart, you know, if you got five kids and you give them five pit bikes, you'll soon be down to two or three kids. And no, exactly. <laughs> what I'm thinking is okay. So so James and I here at the shop, we came up with a formula. And the formula we came up with is kids are real expensive, but dirt bikes are cheap. <laughs> so if you want to have more money in your life, you just need more dirt bikes. <laughs> So honestly, uh, 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 $9,000 worth of dirt bike I was gonna could say, get rid of $150,000 worth of kid. raising a child. Yes. Oh, no. Over you the know lifetime what? of the child. Okay, look, it's a 70cc SSR versus college. <laughs> and even if the kid's going to a state school, it's going to be expensive. 
And wheelchairs aren't that much either. So no, yeah. no, 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 no. I think with a proper dirt bike, you're just writing them right off. Okay, right. You're just you're stopping them before you get to any of that that nonsense. And the ones that are surviving probably aren't a paycheck riding fucking dirt bikes. Exactly. If they're good enough, if they're good enough to survive it, they're going to bring in some cash because those are kids that end up with names like Pastrana. Right. Right. He's, so he's proven that. That's so if your kid, and so quit buying your kids Xboxes. Right. Don't buy them Xboxes. Buy them dirt bikes. Buy a kid a dirt bike because you know what? Within a very short period of time, you're going to know you either have you either have a kid that is didn't make the cut, or you've got a kid that could provide you with greatness. You know, honestly, Travis Pastrana's parents at some point went, eh, you know, he's not an A student, so what are we going to do? Get do more think, dirt bikes. What do you think that guy's insurance rates are for his? Are bike? you kidding me? He quit using the foam pits because it turns out foam is made of uh, petroleum products. And so guys were doing doubles backwards in the foam pits and the foam pit would catch on fire. Okay. If you Uh, double backwards into a foam pit and the foam pit catches on fire, (laughs) that's your ass. Yeah. You ain't no getting out because you're at the bottom of a flaming foam pit. Have you ever tried to crawl through flaming foam? (laughs) I haven't, but I heard it's a bad day. Yeah. It's not cool. Right. So anyway, long story. There's nothing fun about that. Long story short, Chris Smith, no relation, showed up. And you know what? That poor son of a bitch who came on the AV shirt and is- Wait, he came from where? Indianapolis? Or I think Missouri, actually. Missouri? He showed up, but our Chris Smith can't show up. Not here. Mm. That's it. This guy showed up, did business. Mm -hmm. I took the bikes outside. I randomly picked two out of the five and showed him that they started and ran. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, here's a tip. If you ever taken a large sum of money out of the bank- you go to the bank and you're like taking out like a large sum of cash. Don't let the bank teller count every fucking bill. You're going to be there forever. Randomly pick a couple of stacks and be like, count that, count that, count that. Right. You keep them honest, right? You know they probably did it right. And if you do go home and they didn't do it right, you have no case anyway, so you're fucked. Right. Some but anyway. Kid, somehow the kid who bought my ascot yeah. got $1,800 out of the bank at like 6 o'clock at night. Like how did and it, how it was, did you do that? And it was all in twenties. Okay, like, yeah. <laughs> no, that kid's selling smack. Yeah. The, uh, all right. I don't give a yeah. fuck what if it's smells. tens. If it's tens, they're selling meth. If it's anything higher than that, anyway. And if it's singles, then his mom's a stripper. That's true. Well, I want to meet his mom. Right. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> I, want, I want to hear about the person that Nick sold the bandit to. Yeah. Oh. After. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So Chris Smith. Okay. Anyway, that. Chris Smith. Hats off to Chris Smith. No relation. Because he showed up, he did business, he loaded his shit into the back of the truck. I did, I did they loan him, five. I did loan him two of my most pristine ramps. Okay, and him and his son loaded the bikes oh, up can proper. We, can we talk about the how the scout motor problems, the Indian motor problems? We'll get to wait. That. We'll get to that. Okay, yeah, okay. Fine, yeah. okay, okay. I thought we were going to do the, the Harley Davidson Milwaukee Eight problems. Okay, we'll do that next. We'll do that next. Yeah, okay. okay, but this guy loaded up and shit, and he was like, "Look, dude, you got a business to run. I love your podcast. I'm out of here." Wow, he's a good nice. guy. This guy's all right. You need to invite him back for the podcast, right? He earned his right. He earned his right. Yeah. I want to see that dude at Mid Ohio. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to see him at Mid Ohio. Chris Smith, you need because to- I tell you guys, if you catch me when I'm at work, you'll find that I'm all business. John knows that. Like when I'm at work, I'm at work. Yeah, you know when I worked for the the shop. Yeah. Everybody thinks this is like the bohemian scooter lifestyle. We're going to smoke cigarettes. Yeah, and, yeah, this is like right. cool. Boom, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it's yeah, great, yeah. man, you know. No, 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 no. no. It's like, okay, here's a, you got to take both tires on the scooter. Yeah. 
It needs to be out of here an hour. Right. The person's waiting. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it, it is, it is not like the place where we lollygag around. If I brought yeah. my motorcycle over to your house and right. said, Hey, um, I'm going to leave for an hour and a half. I'll be right. back to pick it up. Right. Yeah. You think you'd be done? <laughs> you know? Right. So uh, when we're working here, Not when we're you. working here, we have six people, you know, we have six people that have to get Do paid. Them. Right. Do we have stuff. six people that need to pay their bills and support their family and everything else or pay for their parrot food or whatever the fuck they have to do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We have a weird crew here. That's right? you, Renee, who never listens to the podcast. <laughs> exactly. So that was lost on her. Yeah. But anyway, the uh, but no shit. This guy came in and was like, look, man, I love your podcast. Here's your money. Mm -hmm. I'm buying these bikes. They run. They start. Show me how that shit works. That's great. He loaded them up and off he fucked. I'd love to see Chris Smith at Mid-Ohio with his three remaining kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You think, that's about, you think there's a 40% fail rate? Yeah, we'll see. Well, and that's the cool, average. And it's the, probably about the same as the dirt bikes. And the cool, <laughs> the cool part is is that like he'll have three kids riding and then yeah. three bikes for sale cheaper right. than that's you buy them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Could you imagine if you... Yeah, but, like, imagine yourself and you had babies and they were all male. Okay. And you now are, are flanked by five An boys. An army of clones? By five boys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. On pit bikes. On pit bikes. <laughs> Look, man, that's Metalocalypse. And you were yeah. the father. You're riding something like a CR500. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Oh, boy. All the children are riding Honestly. various sizes. Various little two-strokes. And you have, I mean, like. It's it a whole be, army of small two-strokes. You would have own the world. <laughs> yes, you would own the world. There's no wife that can stop you at that point. No, 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 no. But I, uh, at this point, you got to play the odds because all of us who have siblings, like so every one of us that has siblings, we know that in your sibling lottery, and I'm adopted, so I'm adopted, my brother's adopted, my sister's adopted, and honestly, my sister is amazing. She's fantastic. If you're ever in St. Petersburg, look her up. She's great. Like, She's fantastic. My brother, landscaping, awesome. He's a dad. He's got kids. You know, he has made my pressure of being a granddad or a father, no pressure on me whatsoever. I get to live the life of Riley. And you guys looked awesome in your Canadian tuxedos. So that was, <laughs> that's always important. Yeah, well, okay. So <laughs> that was the 90s and we did things differently. If you looked at the pictures from the 2020s and 40 years, they'll look different too. But anyway. Not too uncomfortable. My brother and I are not exactly the same people, no. right? And he's great at what he's great at and I'm great at what I'm great at. But very rarely is it like, okay, I put my dick somewhere like warm and then all these children come out and they're all actual clones of myself and my wife. Honestly, if you get a clone between my, myself and my wife, it's going to be a person much, much smarter than me. I feel like my daughter is pretty much all me. Yeah. She got all my genetics. Yeah. Poor, poor soul. <laughs> <laughs> but she's actually turned out to be. She's looking at the new Broncos going... Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> she wants. Well, she was a Mustang girl though. So I don't yeah, know. well, that's nothing wrong with that. That's okay. Yeah. As long as you her keep her away from the Fox bodies. Yeah, yeah. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. That's exactly it. No six cylinders. No, 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 no. Can't have a six cylinder Mustang. That's a sin. Uh, not so, happen. Not EcoBoost is not also out. under my watch. <laughs> not as long as I'm your father. God damn it! What Bring about, back a proper. The, you will lose your license at sixteen. What about the SVL? What about the SVL? Four-cylinder SVL. Again, mustangs. that's that weird, quirky shit that they had to do in the late 80s and early 90s to Fox make, body, like, right? yeah, yeah. 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 it makes emissions and stuff. They also had the You SV already made that mistake with your kids. I'm not making it with mine. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. they didn't buy any SVOs. 
I, as far as I'm <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, Mustangs should always have eight cylinders. Just it's just a rule about being quote a pony car that is also a muscle car. It can be a small block, but it should still have eight cylinders. If you have a six cylinder Mustang, that's showing up two inches short of the gangbang. There was a. Let's yeah. take for instance. Yeah, I'm a fan of the inline sixes because I'm a BMW. Let's take for instance <laughs> yesterday. Let's take for instance yesterday when the the kid drove away from here after looking at a zero. Oh my uh, god! Yeah, in his white Mustang. He had a white Mustang that, from the outside of it, looked like Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. But when he pulled away and he put his foot in it, mm-hmm. it sounded like literally <laughs> a half inch drill bit had been attacked all of his exhaust system. I don't know what it is about the the V six Mustangs. That yeah. is the soulless, the most soulless sounding. It sounds awful. I've ever heard it in my sounds entire life. It's the Terrible. ginger of cars. It- <laughs> It's the ginger of cars. Oh, man. Oh, that's terrible. All right, next topic. Uh, any, where were we going? There was there was something that was circling around the drain there for a second. So there was the Harley Farkles. We'll get to that. Don't worry about that. Yeah, that's fine. We'll get to that one. Um, so anyway, did anybody hear oh, I, I did did anybody hear buy a new bike this week? Yes, somebody did. Uh, somebody did. Oh, Nick, hold that oh, up for I a second. I did. Hold that item up. I bought a new bike. I wanted to week. say this: if you do crash your, if you do crash your SSR, I did find out that these these levers, these awesome fucking adjustable, beautiful, sweet ass fucking leather levers, and I didn't mount them up. Fucking twelve dollars. Yeah. Nice. No, no, that's for a set. <laughs> <laughs> if you crash a zero. The one lever that's on the handlebars of a zero is $9,000. Quick so, question. Yeah. Nick, have you ridden your SSR? Uh, yes, I have. Oh, you were out there the other yeah, day. Yeah, that one oh, day. That unlike we Oscar, there, yeah. he didn't just take the SSR that was the furthest back in the garage and Fuck ride it, mine. I'm not digging mine uh, out. I'm just going to grab right. the first I'm going to go take Phil's SSR out. So, so to answer first your question. First one on the shit heap. So to answer Wait, there's question. been a lot of questions asked. Which one are we on? The, the, who bought a new bike this week? Well, I sold I two did. motorcycles. I, I bought a bike this week. Who and sold from a bike? Nick. Yes. Who bought a bike? So Nick Talk sold one bike to me. Yep. Horse trading. Which is a mint condition. Well. <laughs> if you put a mint on the seat. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll exactly. tell you what, I've seen a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what did they buy from you, Nick? You bought a 1964-ish Honda CT200. And I was super drunk on the couch, and you posted that. And oh, I was like, I don't think I want that. That's exactly where I wanted to find <laughs> There's you. There's no such thing as a CT200. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. Yes, there is. Oh, wait. It's 1964. Yeah. yeah. Four. Yeah, yeah. So it's still a 90, or what is it? 90? It's a 90. It's, it's a 90. It's a, a pushrod engine. Yeah. That's yeah. a knucklehead Honda. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. You lost because I was thinking displacement. You're going to need to speak into your microphone. You're going to need to speak into your microphone. Right. Wait, did, does it have the wrap, the, the like the cloth wrap around the well, front tube? It, it would. <laughs> it would if, if, it, if it was mint. Right. Oh. <laughs> but this is going to become my, I'm going to paint it. I'm going to take the whole thing apart. And I might put a different motor in it if it doesn't run. If it does run, if I can get it running. Run. I mean, it runs. No, but I mean without choke on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'll try to find the air leak, or I'll hire him, Mr. Honda Booster. Yeah, he can figure it out. Yeah, that's what huh? I'm saying. <laughs> so, so that was the biggest. That was the biggest new bike because nobody else's new bike matters. Nah, right? Right. No, there's nothing exactly. exciting about except that. for the person that bought the Bandit. The Bandit. So, tell us that story before uh, we get into any other useless new bikes yeah, or something. Right. right. Yeah. Well, I sold the Bandit. I I posted it on eBay. I hate you guys. for two thousand dollars. <laughs> that was the starting bid, and it went about a half a week. No bids. Right. A few people watching it, yeah. and then someone contacted me. It's like, hey. 
I'll buy it right now for $2,000. Right. Uh, and I was like, all right, sounds good. So okay, fair enough. She sent me half the money over PayPal and uh, flew in from Philadelphia. What? Renee bought her bandit. Uh-huh. Renee bought a bandit 400 black, also on eBay, mm-hmm. and also for $2,000. Okay. Yeah, that's very cool. That- well, yeah, that's it, awesome. That bike was worth it. It was a good bike. Yeah, no, yeah. I I loved that. I I had that bike for almost three years, and that's the longest I've ever had a singular motorcycle. Uh, yeah. That that was the only bike that ran for a lot of the time. That was that <laughs> was legit. That was your reliable yeah. steed. Yeah, one hundred percent. And uh, so she flew in to the Akron Canton Airport. I said, "I'll make it easy for you. I'll, I'll ride down to." There the are airport. planes that land in CAK from Philly. Yes, yes, wow. there are. Yep. So I, I met. Hold her. on, stop the podcast. Oh boy. I'm sitting here drinking brown liquor. You yep. are? I don't drink brown liquor. No, yes, you do oh, drink yeah. brown liquor. I think we all can fucking test it. I think we all can testify to the fact that you do drink the shit out of brown liquor. You you drink the motherfucking bejesus out of brown liquor. So much so that you've been banned from drinking brown liquor in three states. So back to your original Stop the Podcast. Yeah. The supposed brown brew liquor states. drinker won't drink brown liquor with me. Dan Kromke? He's been drinking brown liquor the whole night. Oh, him. Oh, oh, you mean your boss. That's because one of you two has to be functional tomorrow. He's made a decision. Nobody has to be functional tomorrow. Okay, okay. We'll get to that in a minute. Hold on. It's Nick's story about the girl flying in. So, girl flying in. Okay. So, she flies into Cleveland Akron Canton Airport. I met her in the short-term parking lot. She did not take it for a test drive. She gave me the other half of the money. And she rode to Texas. Nice. Wow. I did the same thing with the Honda Hawk, but I had to put tires on it first. Well, that she it, legit straight up gave you money and off she fucked to she, Texas. Yeah, she she kicked the tires a little bit. She was what like, about, "What about registration? Did she just use your place?" Uh, I, don't or? Want, I don't want to talk about that. No, she she has uh, nondescript. Pennsylvania license plates. That's that perfect. Are Good for there, her. So Good for. I believe her. they belong to a BMW F800. Who but cares? It's. I don't give a shit. Nah. Look, the fact she rode to Texas. Yeah. Austin. I. She think sounds so. like an Austin yeah, girl. Yeah. How big were uh, her balls? Bigger than yours? Yeah. yeah One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and she. She's just planning on going to Texas and riding around down there for a little while, and then riding it back to Philadelphia. She's robbing a bank in each state. I love this girl. Okay, for the record, I love this girl. Yeah. No, she seemed super cool, and, and she has a what ton age group? of motorcycles. Uh, I would say maybe... 70? High 40s. Oh, high yeah. 40s. Good for yeah. her. Yeah. Right yeah. And, What's uh, the first name? What was her first name? Uh, Carolyn. Carolyn, you rock. You're yeah, a... Yeah. No yeah. shit. That's yeah. fucking baller. Yeah. 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 No, she... she I'd like some follow-up on this. Yeah, she, me too. She, I mean, she yeah. was rattling off a list of motorcycles, and I caught half of them. A lot of them were BMWs, KTMs. Yeah. She also has a uh, Honda Superhawk. And oh, she's... Wait, a, wait, wait. An older a, Hawk? Old, yeah. An it, older Hawk. It's in pieces right now. But okay, all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, she's cool. Look yeah. up her out with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you're buying a Suzuki Bandit 400, first of all, you're our people. Mm-hmm. So if you're buying a Bandit 400, we already love you. Oh, yeah. So if you're buying that bike, you're one of us. And then if you're riding that bike, legit. Get the fuck out of Ohio and go to Texas. Oh, yeah, in one in one slice. I mean, I, I have imagine. this theory: like, if you can make it the first hundred miles, 
then really what's the problem? You That's know what right. I mean? Like, right. I agree. The first hundred miles. Yeah, I agree. Well, well, I wouldn't make another thousand, you know? And I, I told her, like, that has been my reliable bike. I have absolutely yeah. no doubt since it has a new chain and sprockets <laughs> that it can make it to Texas and it can make it back to Philadelphia. And I, all, I saw all those. I, I mean, I feel that you have done a good job of identifying the weak links, literally <laughs> in that motorcycle. And so I would totally buy that bike yeah. and ride, ride it to Texas. Yeah. But I'm, I'm glad it's uh, with an owner that will enjoy it. So, so has there been any follow up? No, none pictures whatsoever. of her in nope. Austin. Nope, I I told on her on College Street or no? I was know, like, uh, picture maybe, of a bat in the frame. Maybe with the let bike. me know when you get back to Philadelphia. Shit, and, really? And she was like, okay, that'll probably be in a couple weeks, but maybe. I love this woman. <laughs> yeah, she's all right. Oh, that's fucking great, so, man. So, so now that we've heard the coolest wait, story, wait, of wait a second. A so she's bike. been way cooler on your bike than you ever were on your bike. That's absolutely yeah. correct. <laughs> then again, she fits my bike a lot better than I do. My, yeah. my yeah. knees never really fit the tank right. And, yeah, yeah, I can see that. You yeah. know okay. what I mean? All like right. she's she's going to be the well, perfect fit for a bandit four hundred. And, and I I did like some of our rides did go like over two hundred miles. Yeah. And 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 you Renee know, I, Renee loved my CB one. She was like, oh, this is the perfect perfect bike yep. for me and yep. she had a bandit 400 at yep. one point that she really loved it's true well yeah. now that we've heard the greatest no, story of somebody buying a new bike and we don't really need to hear anymore should we just move on or is there something no, new I, I think we should keep talking about weak oh <laughs> weak links <laughs> john did you happen to buy a new bike this oh, week boy. Nobody cares about this, but I guess we'll hear about it. I think it's pretty funny that in last week's podcast, we talked about how we were, you know, we have, at our shop, we have the term called punters. I'm really not really prepared to discuss this. (laughs) (laughs) And so occasionally people will just like grab our chain and yank it. just yanking the chain. And so Renee is like, oh shit. Meckle fresh. I just like to know you to know that I've already given you a three star review. (laughs) Best scooter shop ever. Three Three stars. stars. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny because like it's a double edged sword because first of all it says best scooter shop ever and you're like, what the (laughs) fuck, dude? There's nine million dollars worth of zeros electric motorcycles here. We have motorcycles that go from zero to sixty in two point. Unknown seconds, but you also have scooters, so but, you're a scooter. But shop. we're contaminated yeah. because we have one fucking bike, like one Vespa. <laughs> suck one dick, build a million bridges. You're not Bob the Bill Bridge Builder. Suck one dick. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't just an exploratory weekend, Phil? You're a scooter shop. Apparently, I'm a scooter shop now <laughs> for the, the rest that keeps of my on life. Given. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Piaggio makes airplanes, bitch. And you know what? The guy who owns Piaggio, you know what his neighbor says? He sells mopeds. <laughs> Bullet trains and airplanes, go fuck your hat. It's not so, a moped. You sell mopeds. So, wait, so let's get back to this. The cheapest human being in I the really history you know, of the planet. I, I hear what you're saying, but I really think this should be a, like next week's. And we should <laughs> no, no. This should no. be a whole podcast devoted to mopeds. No, oh, no. Wow. The cheapest human being that would never buy a new anything or even a new relative relatively new bike did what really he sold an ascot really you're okay. gonna go down that road <laughs> oh Wait, my you're god following the fucking footsteps of the fucking hopper <laughs> <laughs> that i gotta fucking croil my wallet open i gotta, I gotta spray it to fucking get my fucking uh, all i heard all week my is, hard-earned uh, freedom fucking units out <laughs> freedom units. somebody was whining that he had 
He didn't know if 60 horsepower was enough to do 70. I just want to make sure I can rub your dick in the dirt. And I'm pretty sure <laughs> I ha- with half the horsepower, I can still rub your dick yeah. in the dirt. All right, so what did you buy? I, wait, wait, I have one. I, I want to guess real quick. Does it have fuel injection? Mm-hmm. Oh. Or we bought it here. Oh. So if you bought it here, my ass ain't pedaling carburetors anymore. I know what it is, yeah. but I'll let you say what yeah. it is. No, go is ahead. It, is it a versus? Yes, it is. It's the last okay. verses. Wow. So I had sold my other verses. The last verse. It's the last verse. Uh, second verse, same as the first. Is it gang green green? It is gang green It's fucking green. Kawasaki green. I know. I'm just saying. I love Kawasaki green. Three parts blue, nine parts yellow. That's lime metallic. Yeah. Three parts blue, nine parts yellow. Yeah. The... Uh, <laughs> I just bought it because I had to. Fuck you all. I don't. Because I had to. Because I had to. Wait, somebody bought your ascot for way too much money. <laughs> oh, That's what happened. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Honestly. <laughs> wow. I mean, realistically, how much did you get for your ascot? <laughs> how much did you get for your ascot? That young gentleman did not pay too much money for my. It was ascot. a very nice ascot. I'll I, give you well, that. It was a very nice you know ascot. What? Fuck you all. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking bourbon. Okay. So fuck you all. That b- ascot was every bit of the eighteen hundred dollars. Exactly. I got. Nice. So That's your fucking, ascot. You know what? Fuck you. That's Chinese scooter money. That's like eighteen hundred bucks. Like eighteen hundred bucks. Eighteen hundred bucks. Eighteen hundred bucks. How many cylinders? Uno. 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 You know Uno. what? What year? Hey, fuck you. Go buy me an ascot for less. Exactly. Right now, today. Exactly. You go can't. Go buy me anything for less. And, and you, go nor- buy me. Go on Craigslist right now. Right <laughs> fucking right now. Fucking now. <laughs> and buy me a bike for $2,000. Right. That is running, rideable, with a title. Fun. With well, a title. Someone just fun. got one that with a rode to Texas. Exactly. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, I mean... I would rather have his bandit than your ascot. Well, you could have had my CB1 a couple months ago I could for $2,300. But I don't buy bikes with carburetors anymore. Well, that's your fucking, fucking fault. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody ever in the world... Because if you don't want to run my perfect fucking running ascot, or my perfect running CB1, you can go fuck your hat. <laughs> yes. In you our world, as a bourbon does. In, in our world, selling an ascot for anything more than 1200 bucks is a win. That is a solid win. You know what? That kid is is happy as shit. Of course he is. His buddy who uh, test wrote it was like, oh, wow. Wait, wait, wait. His buddy test wrote it for uh, him? His buddy test wrote it for him. Okay. He, he doesn't have a permit. It was a nice bike. It was a nice bike. Dude, that thing is cool. And I, I honestly, if that kid called me tomorrow and was like, well, hey, man, there's some problem. I'm like, bring it over, man. I will miss smelling. <gasps> I will the- totally fucking help you. I have no problem. I told him I do the podcast. Yeah. I told him I do this. Yeah. I I'm giving him a, at at a pre. If he gave me eighteen hundred dollars, right. I'm I'm willing to help him with the bike. Dude, if that dude shows up with your ascot and says he has a problem with it after buying it, well, and I running- told him to come up here to have the front end rebuilt. 
I am going to miss smelling Bill the oil. Bill will take care of him. <laughs> oh, It'll boy. Be really cheap. This is going to be awesome. It won't be more than 100 it's bucks. It's going to be awesome. He'll fucking Dude, do I'm going to put this guy in the bone ripper. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to miss riding behind you smelling the burning oil, though. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fig newton of your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> well, it beats riding the KLR with the enema seat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you guys suck dick hard. <laughs> so John did. So John did come over and and we did make him prep his own bike. He had to. He had to air his own tires. I. We lightly charged the battery for beg, him. I had to beg to borrow, buy this bike. Yes, yeah. you did. We made it uncomfortable. I tried to be like professional. I tried to just send in the email. <laughs> I know he did. He tried to I go through like all the arrange, proper channels. I would like to make an arrangement yep. to take a yeah. test ride on this vehicle. Yeah, that's it. I tried to act like a proper customer. He did try to act like a proper customer. I can customer. tell you if you're ever dealing with Cleveland right. Moto, don't act like a proper no, customer. No, come in here like the biggest fucking like yep. fuck them. Yeah. You got to get That's one right. over. Like fucking Phil is your enemy. That's right. Come to battle. I was talking at work. We should have had about like ten people call in and be like, "You got that Versys fourteen hundred twenty five hundred twenty five hundred twenty five hundred. I got twenty five hundred. I got twenty five hundred right now. Right <laughs> now. I'll sell it to you right now for twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred. The fucking nine seconds after I sold him the bike. For what I sold it for, an undisclosed amount. Mm -hmm. So nine seconds after I sell him the bike, I get a fucking alert from NPA, National Power Sports Auction, where I buy bikes that says, like Harley Davidson, Yamaha, whatever. It says Versys 2014, $4,600 for a bike with twice as many miles on it. And I was like, and James is like, you want me to call John? And I was like, you're the devil. We sold that bike. I mean, yeah. I, I'm like, hey, dude. No, no. We were thrilled, honestly. You guys all know that bike has been here for two goddamn years. Mm -hmm. How many people have asked about it in two years? Nine infinitesimal, nine million people, right? Like, legitimately, I had three How verses. How many of them showed up with the fucking money to pay I had for it? three verses up until four Versailles. weeks ago. Versailles. Versailles. Right. I had three Versailles. Three Palais de Versailles. So I had three Palais de Versailles up until very shortly ago. And then very shortly ago, the world went, wow, what a great idea. A 650 twin that can do everything. And they all sold. And they all sold, but you did again. I'm happy to have sold you two Kawasaki's. Well, get, yeah, yeah, two Kawasaki's. Look, yeah. the verse, when you talk about the Versi, yeah, it was never the bike that I, I'm a Honda fag. Yep. I, I'm going to say of the first order. Look, yeah. I'm saying fag. I'm not saying Camaro. No, no, no. And I mean it like that. I get it. Okay. Just like I'm a gun fag. Yeah. It's that way. Yeah. But the Kawasaki versus when you've got so much money to spend and you start boiling it down to yep. what bike you would right. spend it on. Right. Boy, the versus comes up high on the list. It does. I, I'm going to assure you that there are very few things in the world there's you've a gotta whole, be you've got to be happy with one bike that you don't have to spend a whole lot of money with. The whole world right and now. My cheap ass. Yeah. You know where it migrated right to? Versi, baby. <laughs> Look, the whole the world deal, right now. The bro deal. The bro deal, deal on a Versi's is a good deal. <laughs> but look, the whole world right now is is like spanking themselves on the ass and patting themselves on the back at the same time for like, ooh, dude, you know what the new cool bike is? Yeah. A Super Tenere 700. Oh. Like. 
Like everybody in the goddamn world, like, like it's not, like it's the newest. It's thing the that, greatest idea. Like, that never, seven hundred never yeah. existed. Oh, that nobody's ever thought of a seven hundred cc motorcycle that can do everything. I got news for you. Yeah, a Tenere seven hundred. Yeah, is six hundred and eighty three cc. Exactly. That is exactly yeah. thirty three cc's more yeah. than a. And you know what thirty three cc's is? Not enough heroin. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> when we talk about motorcycles and displacement, and we talk about like the idea of that, keep in mind that right now what everyone's saying is like, oh, check it out. There's a new Duke. There's a new KTM. There's a new this. There's a new that. And everybody right now is extremely excited. We've about We've invented the seven hundred cc display. The 700 cc car that slightly displaces the 650 (laughs) displacement, and like we all forgot about 1987. But KLR, the 2020 2022 KLR came out. That's not even fucking fair that you're putting a KLR single cylinder up against your fuel injected now up against your XSR. Finally, and it still has a five speed transmission. Five speed transmission. Okay, all right. Has LED lights though. Yeah, put that up against a, a new Versys. No, and the you seat, can't. There's no concern. Does it have push buttons? Because the Versys would eat his fucking right, lunch. Of course on it was. the road. But if you're on the anywhere, task, we're on the anywhere. task. Come on. Dude, the Versys will fucking fuck you up. No, I do. Hey, I, 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 I like what? the Versys. It's a great bike. And I, I can't wait to ride it and hump <laughs> it like I wanted to. I mean, if it only has 60 horsepower. God forbid it only has sixty horsepower. All week. Just like, well, you mean you mean it has you mean it has the same amount of horsepower as the world's first superbike, the CB seven fifty? Wait, wait, Steve. Yeah. My FJ09 oh. has, I think, 104. You're, no, no, 96, no, 90, it's 92.5. It's 92.5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your African twin is, has you 100. See, Phil, you see the no, problem. It's only I'm 90 something. I'm riding with a couple of cunts. Do you know the problem is? I'm people, riding with a couple of cunts. I love how people measure their dick. That have 100 horsepower. When people measure their dick from the think, bottom. And think they know yeah. how to use it. Yeah, when people measure their dick from when the bottom. 60 horsepower is going to come along and yeah. fucking eat their fucking breakfast. But I didn't say that. I said that i don't have I got an eight inch cock from cunts. the top yeah <laughs> i have a nine horsepower <laughs> monkey that i ride on the freeway <laughs> no. you know what honestly though i'm very happy that you have a good reliable bike that you can ride long Fucking distances <laughs> and it's sexy and you won't Do you still have your super tenary no, I got rid of it. I know. I know. I know. You that had a lot of horsepower. Out. It had all the power in the world, know, man. You know. It's the weirdest thing. So it's like I do run into people all the time that are like, oh, yeah, man, I totally want to get one of those new KTM 490s yeah, or right, whatever. Right. I tell you what, yeah. we trade bikes. You don't be fucking rubbing your nuts on my fucking Versys. That's all I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm going to leave a dent on I your I will tank, warn you guys. There's nothing more weirdly intoxicating than first and second gear in a Versys. Yeah. Because that bike is like... Let's go do some crimes. Yeah. <laughs> like that bike, straight well, up. I watched yeah. the videos and I was like, it doesn't sound real good at idle. I was kind of like, dun, 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 dun. but then actually experiencing the bike, I was like, whoa. whoa. Well, the problem is. It's got the, a little, like, a special. Well, lope. Dude, I really. Any kind of pipe on that, if, yeah. I, if I put an exhaust on it, it's going to be real. I nice. wheelied Liza's Versys. I did unnatural sex acts to Liza's Versys. As you would do to Liza. I would do. Liza made the mistake of loaning me her bike. And I took that bike not just through San Francisco, but the distance from Santa Cruz to San Francisco, followed behind Adrian and all the other fucking Satan's little helpers that are all in like the, you know, it's the vampires and the kilted bastards and all these fucking San Francisco's motorcycle clubs. These guys are legit straight up 
hey, we're going to go for a motorcycle ride. And just like we do the DGR here in fancy dress, right. they do it in kilts. Yep. Why? Fuck you. Well, that's why. And they're going to slide Harley Davidson sideways, sideways through the intersections. But I took Liza's bike and I like systematically like fell in love with the Versys yep. because of that ride. And to this day, I will say, if I need to do San Francisco, I want two bikes. I want a DRZ 400 SM, and the SM stands for BDSM, right? (laughs) And or a Versys. So the Versys or the BDSM is the perfect goddamn bike for San Francisco. And and the weird part about the Versys is every time it's brought up in like a bike shootout or something. They always stick it next to like some knobby tire KTM or something <laughs> like that. And it's always a V-Strom with knobbies on yeah, it. Yeah, it's not what it is. No. And like, so like all around like actual riding yeah. bike, especially right. for Ohio. Yeah, where You like, can watch a video of a guy on a Versys jumping that motherfucker right. and doing hill climbs oh, yeah. and doing all kinds of crazy shit. Oh, yeah, no. It's on a, good on bike. a set of TKC80. Exactly. Well, and the, the, there's a dude on Adventure Rider who modifies them. Yep. But he always starts with the frame, the swing arm, and the motor. Yeah. And he makes them into these crazy gravel runner bikes where all the plastics oh. run and shit. But those three items oh. are the fucking Look at a vid- the one video of a, a stripped down Versys. Yeah. Like uh, Daryl from Walking Dead Versys. Yeah, right. Oh, my God. That fucking, that is awesome. Yeah. But hey. don't, don't do that to your bike because it's No, I have no plan on it. Yeah, I'm right. just going to run this. Keep sh- in mind. I am going to wring the tits off the Versys. Kawasaki did this. Until about the time it needs a valve job. Right. And then I'm going to sell then it. You're going to sell it. <laughs> As every Versys owner does. Kawasaki <laughs> took a motor. <laughs> So there's a class at the Isle of Man. There's an Isle, a class called the Superlights. And the Superlights class is dominated by a Kawasaki Parallel Twin, right. 650, right? And this is a class at the goddamn Isle of Man. Go figure. So you're there. So the fact that you're there means you've won. So what's hilarious is that Kawasaki took a Parallel Twin 650 motor and made the following things out of it. A Ninja. No apologies, a Ninja 650 Parallel Twin. I've got three of them in the building right now. They're delightful. I, I've built them, sold them, ridden them. They're great. They're fantastic. That's a Versys motor. The Vulcan 650 in any of the 93,000 permutations that you can buy it in. Remarkably effective, does way better than the Ninja 500 motor ever did in its Vulcan or Ninja form. And then the Versys. The Versys is saying, whatever job you need to do, this is, as Adam Savage would say, any tool can be a hammer. <laughs> and that's what it is. It legitimately is. It's like, I'm six foot one. I'm 210 pounds. Put me on a Versys. I don't care where I'm going. I now have the right bike. Right. Right. It's a right. Swiss Army knife. It is yeah, a Swiss is. Army knife. It's a good bike. It's perfect. And and there's guys that have 135,000 miles yep. on them with no fucking problem. If you said today, Phil. Well, you know, this, the service contract that I got with through Cleveland Moto. Through Cleveland Moto, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, no, no. Uh, we told him. Now, 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 hold on, Sleepy. Don't laugh. He gets two years of free service. Okay. But he any, does. No. Any service he wants, any service he needs. Through the shop, because Cleveland Moto, yeah. he gets any service he needs, but Chris Smith does it. Oh, oh no. <laughs> does that, I, I get, wouldn't even, I wouldn't I even get let three, him. three free oil changes with the purchase of four. 
I will do your oil changes. I would only let Chris. I would only let Chris put the kickstand down occasionally. That would be it. Chris is going to take your bike out for a test ride and crash it in turn four. Uh, but but anywho, I do honestly say, like, if you said, okay, Phil, blindfold on, blindfold on, mm-hmm. you're going to participate in a in an event. Okay. You don't know whether it's the long way around, the long way up, the long way down, <laughs> or a bar run. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Oh, cannonball. Cannonball. Right. Fair game. Or whatever. But we don't know what you're getting. So you have no idea what we're going to ask you to do. Take one motorcycle. It was literally designed to do everything. It is. Hence the name. Versus. versus. Versatile. Or as I like to say, the mini Multistrata. Yeah, yeah. The Multistrata that got it right. Because I have I have owned four Multistrata. Mm-hmm. So I've had four Multistrata right now. Stradi. Stradi. And what I can tell you is Multistrata have too much. Yeah. Well, that's why I think the 950 Multistrata would be a better bike. Well, honestly, an M600 Multistrata would yeah. probably be the better bike. I can say that my A Monster wife, Strata. When it comes to the wife module... <laughs> the wife factory. <laughs> the wife module. The wife was like, "I hate that bike." Yeah, yeah. It looks like an insect. <laughs> and at the time, I was looking at a Bulisses, which she's is like, much more of an insect. She's. Yeah. I'm like, she loved the Bulisses. She did. Well, in 2000, whatever, when the Bulisses kind of came out, yeah, 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 yeah. 15 years ago, we yeah, yeah. sat on a Bulisses. Right, right. Like, oh, okay. This is the bike for us. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, and one came up for $4,000. Yeah, it's way too much money. Yeah. Unless uh, it's really low mileage and mint. It was. And okay. whatever, but right. it sold instantly. So yeah. it was just a lot of factor. And, I think you did better. And to with be the honest, and, and to be honest, I was I was afraid of the Bulisses. Why? It's 103 horsepower. Nope. Well, no, no, it's four hundred twenty-five pounds. No, you can only get the one hundred. I've driven so many Bulisses, and I've had so many Bules. The one hundred and three horsepower, and it's unobtainium. It's not. It's I'm no about to longer, say, yes, there's no, no parts. production. The one hundred and three horsepower they're talking about only happens at five thousand nine hundred twenty-six RPM. Possible moment. Yeah, right. and so any time other than that particular number of RPMs, it is a kitty cat. But it turns into a tiger for exactly one fucking nanosecond. So my yeah. question is, is now that you have this awesome, reliable, cool bike, are we going to do long trips this summer instead of like, well, I can't really do any because I'm not sure my... Wait, he had a KLR. What are you doing on... No, no, no. That thing was not... You know what? To be honest, the KLR was long in the tooth. Yeah. 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 When you're up against the fucking Africa twin and F- yeah, 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 we're going yeah. to the five 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 as soon as the weather breaks. The triple nickel. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah, have a him. running motorcycle anymore. I got, <laughs> I, got I got something you can ride. Yeah, I was going to say I have something yeah. you can ride. I was going to say so. I I can I can uh, absolutely I was say you can ride bitch behind me. <laughs> Honestly, Nick, you can. I I have a V seven. I'll loan Ooh, you. You could be a yeah. wife analog for John. <laughs> wife module. If you can read this, the R two unit fell off <laughs> i mean if you could shave oh my god i'm gonna shave and make it interesting i've ridden bulisses across mexico and i gotta tell you i got second degree burns on my gentleman equipment my oh, okay. wedding tackle yeah, yeah, yeah. so the bulisses develops mm. heat right around your scrotocritus <laughs> so all of the um uh 
Well, we're getting back to the podcast um, topics. Yeah. <laughs> Ulysses, right? So we're going to talk about okay. yeah, right, exactly. What about Harley and uh, uh, and the problem of the Milwaukee Eight and that and the Dakar, the Dakar rally. Yeah, Dick, the Dick R rally. Were there Honestly, any, uh, letters from readers this no. week? No, 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 no. no Nobody loves us anymore. Well, they love us, but we're doing such a good job. They don't have any input. <laughs> Yeah, fuck the, uh, your hat. Well, we need to make fun of Ian or Ewan and uh, and 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 uh, Charlie. Charlie I will say this. So in uh, I love the guys. I'm not going to make fun of them. Sorry. Oh, I love them dearly, and I'll be the first one to tell you that that Ewan has gotten younger and Charlie's gotten older. Right. But right. Charlie has also actually raced a Dakar before. Yes. And so now Charlie and Ewan have been contracted by Harley Davidson <laughs> to race next year the Dakar as a part of the official factory team on electric Harley Davidson. <sighs> I wanted to say that I was thinking about doing the Dakar on the Versys. <laughs> 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 I, I don't feel like that's unrealistic. No, you can do it. You can definitely do it. You can totally do that. You don't even need support. Just do with, it unsupported. With Nick on the Moto, back. What do you call it? Moto Mali. Moto, yeah. Moto Mali. Yeah. 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 Versus that's this five-gallon gas tank. Right. Oh, you can yeah. definitely yeah. Yeah. You can pull it off. 63 mile per hour. Keep in mind that every, speed. that every year, that every single year, people like us ride 110cc Honda CT110 Posty bikes across goddamn Australia. I'm stepping away. I'm picking up what you're stepping. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And again, to any of you Australian companies who need somebody to make fun of, Cleveland Moto Podcast is available and waiting. We'll be happy to ride your posty bikes across Australia. All you have to do is provide us with who's we, we will ass fuck your brand new <laughs> CT125. Fair enough. I'm as, not against it. It's hard. I, as they can be asked. I fun. don't. So anyway, as John as John would like to point out, well, John didn't know about this. So in ADV Rider, so in case you didn't know, in America right now, there's only one news source for motorcycle enthusiasts, and that is ADV Rider. Yeah, it does so, a good job. ADV Rider, ADV Rider is the official news source for anything motorcycle in the uh, colonies, as they, here we are. They put a little effort into finding out they do. and truth and stuff like that. And... Uh, oh my Jesus god, this Christ. fucking guy. Dude, that is awful. That is like Foley of the highest order. All right. So, I'll shut him down. That's yeah. what I'm doing. There, he's off. All right, all right. So if we look up at the, uh, let's look up at the screen. Uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to uh, give you guys a little intel into the world of the uh, ADV or Adventure Rider Ride the World. Um, they have done an excellent expose on the Versys 650. <laughs> And what they're saying is, it's hilarious because, you know, clickbait. Clickbait is a thing. Clickbait will fuck your day up. So clickbait, according to ADV Rider on the big screen, it says, review, still versatile, but the Kawasaki Versys 650 is less of an adventurer. And then, so as much as they shit all over the Versys, then they write this review of the Versys that is like, it's the greatest goddamn motorcycle ever. Right. And honestly, I read this whole review, which I don't usually do. And then uh, when I went anywhere on one of Yamaha's ambiguous TDMs, and anybody who quotes the TDM, 
I'm paying attention to anybody who says anything about the TDM850 because TDM850 is the original le- invent. That, le- that's the first bike that had that fucked up style that became the invention. <laughs> <laughs> it invented parking in front of Starbucks. <laughs> it invented going on adventures. At <laughs> Starbucks. At uh, Starbucks. Right, exactly. But anyway, uh, the guy does a really brilliant review of the TDM. I'm sorry, the Versus 650. And he does a great review of the Versus 650 and says, ultimately, you know what? If you're not actually going to ride across a mountain on gravel, the Versus 650 might be the greatest motorcycle in the world. See, I could. <laughs> Again. I could. Do you know why? Because we have extensive experience using the wrong motorcycle. <laughs> In the right environment. Yes. I could jam that 650 up anybody's ass. Yes, it's absolutely true. Do you know why? Because of things like the Lake Erie Loop. I can't wait to put some fucking like block treads on it. Exactly. And just ride around at Steve's place. That's what the guy who... I'm taking that bike all over that. Of course. I challenge this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker. I was just saying. And this is why we don't he let John have brown you. liquor. Yeah. I challenge this motherfucker. Oh my god. What, what do you think what do you think would be faster around the around the course at, at the Me. complex? The Sleepy SSR? or John? Africa twin. I gotta say, around not, around not the Africa around twat. the Cleveland Moto No Africa Twats allowed. Uh, around the Cleveland Moto sketchy quarter. Yeah. The <laughs> Cleveland Moto quarter. Sleepy's fast as shit. But John, he couldn't fit through the tunnel alone. No, he couldn't fit through the tunnel alone. Right. Right. No, handlebars are too wide. Yeah, yeah. When you look at when you look at that racetrack, that's what your mom said. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, like as silly, I, I know this is stupid, but we have created out of three and a half acres of a property monster. a monster, <laughs> brown liquor. So, can you pass the tin cup, by the way? Yeah. Right. All right. So, uh, so. Not for nothing. Every time we ride around at the at, at, at the North or New Russia, the, the New Russia Cleveland Moto Quarter. Let's call it Prussia. Prussia, New Prussia. Is that <laughs> what it is? I thought it was New Russia. That was the name on the side of the fire trucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's your only point of reference. <laughs> I saw New Russia and I was like, "We're not in Russia." And then I was like, "Oh shit, they have fire trucks." <laughs> And, and they're com- pointed at me. Fucking commies. Fucking commies. Anyway, like, not fucking around, that bullshit track we've managed to assemble with John's not a jump. Like, not John's a, not a jump. Not a pile of dirt. No, that hurts my butthole. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, for I real. I just healed. You it's been two weeks, you and don't. I can finally wipe again. Like, it's been, it's been padding, and like... You don't know how happy that makes me. My butt hurts for a solid week after I hit John's not a jump. Right, so you know right. that you're bouncing off of oh my... Oh, my God. Butthole is being that abused. fucking thing. Holy shit. is being abused by my... Not I invite any of our podcast listeners, by the way, I invite any of them to come out and take on the Cleveland Moto Quarter. Yeah. Because the Cleveland Moto Quarter has just gotten better. I mean, yeah. it just gets better and better and better. We lost turn four last week. Yep. So turn four is now Nautilus. It's probably under snow. We might lose the house next week. Oh. Oh, really? Tell me more. 6500 bucks to demolish it. 
Okay, or John wants to rehab it. I want to dig a hole. I want to make it into a pool. I am remaining silent. (laughs) So, for the record, I thought it'd be a good idea if we just had a back patio with no house. So, if we had a patio... With patio furniture, he's a good friend of mine, by the way. Um, if we because had, because oh only an idiot would demolish a house. The house. <laughs> I can't even gain him down. You can't put it. You can't gain place. him down anymore. Honestly, people in Czechoslovakia are hearing him without <laughs> without amplification. So, not for nothing, but to to describe to our viewers what our Cleveland Moto quarter is all about. Right. We have legit uh, a straight up, one of the greatest ever dirt track. I, I, I got to say it. Motocross at 25% scale. Right. And on top of that. One quarter scale. It, it, it requires appropriate skill to ride, but you need balls to ride it. Meaning that, like, yeah. Travis, Travis Pastrana and those guys would laugh at us. Oh, they would laugh at us, right? Yeah. right but for right, normal right, guys, yeah. no, average yeah, yeah, Joes, right, 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 right? Yeah. You can use your skills to get around right. fast, Yeah, but at the same time, to go fast, yeah. you have to have fucking balls. No. Oh, no, no, so no. You no. have to be drunk. Or that. Also true. <laughs> also true. <laughs> so, at work, we have a resource. And his name is Ben. He's a guy who works in the lab. Nobody likes him. Everybody <laughs> punks on him. Nobody punks at him. <laughs> but Ben is a motocross rider. He's actually has right. He's probably like a, knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Right. And he looked at that and he went. <laughs> it would be interesting to get him out to the farm, and maybe he could give us some tips. Yeah, right, right. Legitimately, because to this point, my craftsmanship with the chainsaw. Okay. Has gone around and 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 sort of I've done this this topiary, like I've gone in and I've cut out the sticky uppies and the sticky outies <laughs> and all the things that would generally stick you in the face and rip your ear off. Right. My ear's still bleeding sticky three weeks later. Sticky dicky. Yeah, right. Yeah, like we've all been there. Like we've all done. Like I'm gonna go over there and then we go over there and like all of a sudden we can't see. Like we don't have <laughs> binocular vision anymore. I'm a big fan of woods busting. Yes. I, I love just going through the woods. I like busting a new trail right. and everything. But my biggest fear is getting a stick right up through my fucking chin. Exactly. Because that's what will happen. And where we were doing all the stuff in the lower area, like all the stuff that we were doing that was... That's where I'm at. I, I know. Love, you love that I shit. Love you love that. I want the stupid stuff. But I, I went in fun. there, and I mean, people know, I am adventurous. I have done things with uh, with a man you shouldn't ever do, but I'm okay like with most things. But See, going, I want to do everything with that man. When when we <laughs> that got no, that nobody should ever do. I crossed a river that day. Three. I crossed a river. We have a creek. I, honestly, let's call it what it is. It's a creek. It's not a river. I like your Pen- Pennsylvania Yinter. It's a creek. It's a creek. It's a creek. C R I C K. It's a creek. It's not a creek. No, it's a creek. It's a creek. We know the difference in a creek and a creek. Let's go across the creek. Let's go across the creek. I <laughs> went across the creek. Once, once we get across the creek. That 125 took me across that creek three, four times. Yep. Straight up, like legit. Pop and chain and all, we went across that creek. But 
we need to work in that. Like, we need to get into that crick, and we need to work that area a lot better. Because there's a whole lot of the world. Yes. There's a lot of the world to see out there. Exactly. <laughs> Once you get in Once there. Once you get in there and just dig just up in it going. and get, like, knuckle deep or maybe wrist deep. If you get wrist deep, if you get wrist deep up in that crick, you get up in that crick. It's going to be good. You hired this fucking guy. How much sick time do you have, John? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I'm going to say, I've got all all the sick time. (laughs) I if we don't have mid Ohio, we're going to have mud Ohio. I am mini Ohio, mini Ohio, mini Ohio will be in New Russia Township. It makes me sick. Oh my god, sick. I have not. Sick. The past month and a half of my life has been better. Get down with the sickness. Oh, yeah. I'm pulling his mic down. No, I don't think you should. I think you should leave it right where it is. That's how you speak cursive. And that's why we don't give Johnny Mac brown liquor. Mm-hmm. I wish this was episode 302. So now we're going to talk about the problems with the Milwaukee 8. Yes. Okay. At at two hours and 30 minutes. So ride fast and take chances. Press the red button. Press the red button. President. Yeah.